my god, it's episode 34 of Hotline League. Boy, is there some stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, did you guys hear that somebody's joining the Lakers and that that one team lost in the World Cup? And uh, don't even get me started on the political situation here in the U.S. Boy, golly gee, we've got a lot to talk about on Hotline League episode 34. we got Calby here tonight, so it's going to be a good one. All that starting right now. Hotline League is brought to you by Open by HP. Well, guys, I am so glad to be back with another episode of Hotline League, but I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm joined by all you people out there watching. It's great. Amazing. Fantastic. We have 70,000 viewers live right now. I realize I can make that comment and everyone on YouTube will believe it because I keep saying Peter pays me 35000 or I pay Peter $35,000 for every interview and people believe that. So I can just say whatever number I want and it's great. Uh, we got Mark Zimmerman here, the constant co-host. How's it going, Mark? Great. Did you mute yourself? No. I was, I was just lip syncing. Uh, yeah, I was muted. Okay. I'm doing great, dude. I found a song I really liked last night, so I looked up the rest of the band. They're not bad. I like them a lot. Okay, good. Is that, is that the most exciting thing to happen to you in the past week? I'm getting a badge at Riot, finally. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Does that well, mean just you're so full-time? Like, no, no. Just so I, It's the same status I've been, just so I can actually swipe in. Like Contractors can get badges. I've been a contractor forever. I'm just now getting a badge. Why did you not have a how how many times have you had to get somebody to get the badge for you? I have literally had to sign in for the past two years. Jesus. And then how do you navigate backstage? Well, so once I'm uh, so for production days, I get a production badge oh, thing. Okay. Uh, but for like work days and things like that, I would have to get someone to sign me in as a guest of Riot. I would sign in twice a week into Riot as a guest. Yeah. Um, well. So now I have a badge. It's called Remo Drive is the name of the band. Uh, it's a song called You're Killing Me, which I like a lot. I've heard... And well, Travis will play it at the end of the show. I've, well, I don't want to get DMCA'd. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's for one song. I've heard that talent at Riot, you know, they were getting the short end of the stick. But I'm glad to hear that it's all turning around now. Badges <laughs> to the analysts. We're, we're the rejoin right now. Kelby May, a lot of you guys thought he was dead. And quite frankly... He might have been. We don't know. But he's here. He's here now. It's been about seven months since he was on the show. How's it going, Kelby? It's going really good. Yeah. Happy to be back on the show. What were you Talking doing? league with a bunch of idiots. What were you? I'm just kidding. The callers are great. You and Travis are the idiots. Yeah, I I'm got that joke. Despite <laughs> how dumb I am, somehow I caught that one. Except when we have EU callers. They are... Uh, there are a couple you don't like things. Davidson? What? No, Davidson actually owns. I'm just kidding. I'm making jokes. What have you been doing? Uh, give, us, give us everything that's happened to you in the past two months because the callers want to know. Um, I was gone for a long time because I was playing Mr. Manager again. Uh, and that kept me busy. What, when you say and, Mr. Manager, no one is going to have context for what that means. Including me. Uh, so in my role at Twitch... Uh, I I work with evil geniuses a lot, and but I the guy they who got managed... rid of evil geniuses. <sighs> Anyways, it was like uh, a video I... style situation. <laughs> I I do sponsorship stuff, so I, I and I've known those guys for a long time. The the guy who manages the team normally, Phil, and runs the company, he had back surgery, 
uh, and he can't he couldn't travel. So while the team was doing their qualifiers for TI, uh, me and and Sam, who's another guy that works at Evil Geniuses, were helping manage the team. It was like I was back on the CLG days, over getting people food, cleaning what's up the, the trash, washing the, the dishes. What's the, the the weirdest thing you had to do while you're managing again? <laughs> I actually think I know the answer to this. The but weirdest I can't thing? Wait, well, you know what? Uh, we had a lot of interesting conversations, but the weirdest thing I had to do. What were you thinking, Travis? You really can't say it. I really can't say. Oh damn. Uh, I might have can forgotten you, it then. Can you type it in Skype so at least I can laugh at it and the audience can no, feel it? No, because it, it'll get leaked and then it'll be... How's it yeah, going to get leaked if you just type it to me? You right had now? to ask our mutual friend about some information, Kelby. Anyway, what uh, what else You know, what else was going on there? Weird things? Um, that, was, that was it, I think. And then I, and then I just, I don't know. I've been, I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball. I Didn't... watched the entire Dragon Ball series while I was gone. Didn't they Dragon almost... Ball or Dragon, Dragon Ball? Yikes! <laughs> that's yeah, that's hard the, to get through. The 1986 anime, yeah. Uh, the first 60 episodes are really rough, <laughs> it, but it gets better the, after that. Does that include the episode where Chi Chi blows up a dinosaur with her head laser? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, Chi Chi early on, man. We'll talk about it in the post show, but I have thoughts about early Dragon Ball. That thing oh, did boy. not know where it was going. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a different anime than what you see right now, for sure. <laughs> uh, didn't EG almost not make it to TI underneath your management? Are you fucking kidding me? They went undefeated in best of series. They shit. Really? Somebody was telling me they did. They were doing well early on. Okay, there was. They had one. We had one day in groups where the team did not play well. Every other day, shit stomp. Granted, that that one day in groups was not a good day, and they lost three matches to, to teams. But um, was that yeah, the no, day they qualified. When you were trying to help out the most, and then eventually they're like, "Help me, just, just stay in the other room, please." No, I no. That's when I came in. Because, you know, like, after after you have that day of groups and the team has high expectations, you're starting to feel down. I'm like, guys, don't worry. I've been here multiple times before with CLG. You're in relegations. You're feeling really down. You know, you're a team that's, like, up here, and then you're at your lowest point. Trust me, we've never gotten relegated. This team has never missed a TI. We're bouncing back strong. And they did. Very good. Did I contribute? Probably not, but I'll take credit. All right. Well, let's move on to hot topics. Uh, obviously, we'll have some calls about this tonight, but maybe uh, we can uh, we can chat a little bit about it since it's a hot thing. I don't know if anybody can hear that horn honking outside, but if somebody nope. could deal something, good. Um, I I saw Mark. You did a five minute long video or rant where you yep. you you did the blame game, and the blame was on the redditors. I think is what that episode was about uh no, do you want to talk it, it about it a little bit well it wasn't a blame game and if it was it would be your the i would have phrased it like it's fair to blame hundred thieves for doing what they did or it's it's un what <laughs> he doesn't remember his video i do i was trying to hundred thieves is evil is basically you're the as well spoken I'm... here as you were in the video i should start drinking <laughs> at least i have an excuse may i recommend a monster mango loca we're not sponsored by any energy drinking brands. You get me fucking sponsored, I'll say. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, until Just then. 
We just got a, speaking of sponsorship. What the hell? We just got a Twitch. Are we gonna fight? That said I would cut my balls off for Omen by HP. Um. Anyway, so the video was basically right after because Medios kind of tweeted that thing out of the blue. A lot of people were like really mad at Hundred Thieves because it very much sounded like without any real warning they kicked him or traded him, I should say. Um, and then people went on to speculate a lot about what was happening, and everyone was very, very mad at the Hundred Thieves organization. Uh, and I just thought that a lot of people's like knee-jerk reaction was completely ridiculous. Uh, Who'd have so, seen that coming? Yeah, I know. I, usually it's so understandable, and then this one time they really let me down. But <laughs> I, just, I just had to call it out that it was a little ridiculous yeah, yeah. Uh, for how it was. And, you know, people don't understand that, like, when – like I think this is a, probably a topic for another time, but, like, the concept of behind someone's back has become so fucking weird to me. Like, I just hear it all the time, like, this happened behind my back. And it's like, well, what was the other alternative? Like, do it to your face? Like, every conversation where they're talking about potentially trading medios needs to be in front of him? Like, what does that even mean? Anyway. Okay, well, so, so okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here just on this point, Mark. So, sure. uh, medios went to, the way the way the 100 Thieves uh, statement is phrased, it feels like it's, it's a very good likely chance that medios went to 100 Thieves and said, hey, I would like permission to talk to other teams. And then they either said no, or they said, we'll think about it, or we'll look into it, or something like that. And he was potentially left with the impression that, like, since he initiated this conversation, he would have the ability to have, like, a dialogue with other teams. And instead what happened was that uh, he just suddenly found out that, like, he's going to FlyQuest, which was surprising to him. And disappointing and that he you know like that wasn't what his expectation was yeah so potentially that's the case and we don't really know uh but here's what they said after discussing with medios our players and our coaching staff we decided a roster move would benefit everyone and the best path forward would be trading medios for a different jungler now exactly how involved medios says we decided it doesn't sound like we decided it was us and medios potentially right yeah, so my point in the video that I made was that, like, players getting kicked, because uh, ostensibly, I'm just going to say kicked, benched, whatever you want to f- say, let go, however you want to phrase it, that's not, like, a new thing in League. Yeah. So, like, I, I didn't understand the crazy backlash. Like, they did it behind his back, and they did it without consulting him. It's like, when we benched Bunny Fufu for special, we weren't like, hey, Bunny, sit in this big kumbaya meeting where we reached this decision. We, we asked all the players. We talked about how like the pros and cons of both players and what was going to be the best thing and then we made our decision as a team and bunny wasn't really a big part of that because it's really fucking awkward to include him in that but i think okay so i agree with you the premise that like whenever you trade someone it's very similar to just essentially dropping them the the difference here is that suddenly suddenly he's on fly quest which is not Mm -hmm. the most popular team and he was never given any control over his destiny I agree no. that it should have been in his contract if he wanted to control over his destiny, but I also see why people are frustrated because suddenly this guy's on this team that no one cares about. Sorry, and, and, but Snickers and, cares about and not very many others, and and uh, and people get upset about that, right? Yeah, and it's totally fair to be like, this blows dick for Medios. He was on a great team. Now he's not. Well, we'll see where FlyQuest lands because they're three and three right now. It's fair to be like, now I don't know if I'll get to see him as a Medios fan. I didn't say you couldn't think that stuff, but a lot of the backlash initially was like, 
how could hundred thieves have done this to him this is evil this is so fucked up and it's like no he asked to, to like look at other options because it wasn't working out so what do you think the team does they pull all the other players and they're like well what do you think and they're like yeah they probably said it's not working out and the probably was like yeah it's not working out and then they found their trade who knows how many options they had maybe this was the only option and they traded him yeah and it's really like like i said in the video the difference is if you just got straight benched you'd be doing nothing or maybe they released your contract and then you're unemployed with no salary till someone else signs you. But there, there's another route they could have gone that would have been more kind to Medios. They didn't need to take it, right? But like Noah, Noah was big on this. Noah from Immortals always was like, yeah, we're a very player-centric organization. We want what's best for them. I, I think, for instance, Noah probably would have said, okay, fine, you can go talk to other people and not have just been like, by the way, quest peace um and and that's that's what like and and so you're you're right in that they could have but i can also understand why people are frustrated that they didn't take that route yeah maybe and and what if medios tried talking to all the top team like we don't know maybe medios did hit up tsm like yo greg sucks pick me up and tsm was like nah we're good and i'm not i'm also not surprised by somebody in twitch that says where is no now um, I'm not surprised by the fact that the audience reacted this way because how many times in league can we think of where it was public knowledge that a player was traded without their involvement to a team that was not their choice? Well, what does without their involvement even mean? Like, how can you say I want to be traded in a situation where your team is clearly like not happy with what's going on behind the scenes and everyone is aware of it and then be like, I didn't see this coming. I was completely blindsided. Like, doesn't that sound a little like, like not? I don't know about hypocritical, but like, how how can you not know something's going to happen? Probably because you've it's... experienced you've you've never seen this happen to other players before, right? Like, if you're media, yeah, but like, like so the so for years, like the league system was this: if you don't like player teams would just drop a, a player, or they would be involved in the transfer, right? Kelby, when you were running CLG, did you ever transfer a player to another team without talking to them about it first? No. And That's you, not how we would were, do things. Were you aware of other teams that, like, can you think of any other teams at the time that did? I think 100T is the first team that has done this, at least that I know. So I know Jack. I, so Jack, apparently, Jack and Conrad. I was about to say, what about contracts? Yeah, contracts is the only other one that I was thinking about. So, so here's what I'll say, like. Maybe this is the first time it's exactly this way, but like this kind of thing has happened millions of times. Like when Doublelift got kicked off TSM. But it's when, different but because Doublelift was given the option of where he wanted to go to mine. Right. Range. Yes. Well, kind of. Like, TSM didn't go, hey, Doublelift, guess what? You're going to play for this team. Ima now. Imagine, what about, imagine and what that about the team feel FlyQuest. if TSM was like, you're on FlyQuest now. <laughs> yeah. I would say, great, that's your fault. For ask like you need to know your own contract. Sure, I agree with that. No one is saying that's I not agree. wrong. Okay. I agree. What about what about the Dardock Smithy trade? Do you guys know exactly what happened there? I don't. Was there okay? What well, about that's, the that's... Echo Fox for Dardock trade that was supposed to happen between Team Liquid and them? Are, are we do we know exactly what happened there that fell through? No. Like I don't even think. But that's the thing is that if the public doesn't know that, like they are, it's understandable why they're reacting this way, right? This no, is... it's, it's not because once again, they don't know that. They don't know the involvement of Medios in this situation. 
He, but here is why I think as a as a team owner and a manager why I personally would not want to do this or take this route is because you have now gained the reputation amongst the pro player community that you will potentially uh, trade a player away without their consent, regardless of whether or not it is the con it's in the contract, it's legal. That's not the issue. It, you have now signaled to people that like, if this can happen to Medios, it can happen to me, which doesn't make you look as favorable in the or in the eyes of top talent in the league. They don't they don't want that potential to happen to them. They want to be consulted, obviously, on on where they're going to play. So yeah, you're perfectly within your rights. It may be a totally justifiable thing to do, but it's not something that's going to make you more alluring to other top talent, knowing that the situation has taken place. In my mind, at least. And I, I agree. I agree with you, Mark, that this was a perfectly acceptable thing for Hunter Thieves to do. I am not surprised by the way the community reacted, and I don't think it is stupid of them to react this way, or you know, that's surprising for them to react this way because they're not used to this, right? Like a lot of these people don't know about traditional sports; they don't follow it. After years and years of never hearing anything like this before, they suddenly see it. It's to a very popular player at an unexpected time without any context. Of course, they're going to react this way. So one thing I'd say is, once again, we're saying like Medios didn't have this information, yada, yada, yada. That's still all speculation. Because right. if you look at his tweet, he says, just got word that my contracts was traded to FlyQuest and they don't have a starting position available. I'm not interested in playing in Academy, so I'm not sure what's going on. Nowhere there did he say... I had no idea that my team was talking to FlyQuest. So you, you're correct. I think in a later tweet, he said that he was informed about it after that it happened. Well, so they agreed in principle on, from my understanding, from what was said, they agreed in principle to the trade on Friday, and then he was informed it was executed on Sunday after the games or whatever, right? Um, but, but I don't know if that changes either Kelby or my point, because from an outward perspective, the way media, like, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not talking about anything else other than the community reaction. And the community reaction, the way Medios phrased it, made it sound like he was not consulted. And to Kelby's point, the other players will think he wasn't consulted by the way that Medios tweeted. They can ask the other players on Hundred Thieves, though. Like, I think if like this is something that's really going to damage, and maybe it will. I don't know. But if it's really going to damage how players perceive One Hundred Thieves. They can ask Afro and Someday and Cody what happened. And do you yeah. think that they, like, I'm pretty sure that this is the exact same thing. And this is why I don't think it's that bad as getting kicked. Like, you, you're you forced onto FlyQuest, quote-unquote, but, like... I think Medios would at least you have a kicked. You think he'd rather have no salary? I would, I would guess, because he's not going to... People are going to pick up him really quickly. Yeah, and, maybe. And now, I think pro players would rather pick their team than have than sure, concern themselves yeah. with a salary. Or, sure. or even if I don't get a say in the matter, I would like you to tell me before. Uh, actually, before, that never yeah, mind. Bef the, the before point is another one that like the community harped on, and that that's where a lot of like my like, what are you talking about? Like before it happened, like because everyone was like they should have told him Friday when they agreed in principle and before they executed the trade. It's like that's just the stupidest idea I've ever heard to tell someone that they're going to get traded in two days. I, I agree that's a stupid idea. I would not do yeah. that. I wouldn't be like, so my, hey, my, good luck this I, weekend. Make us proud. It's the last time you'll be able to do that. Yeah, like that's – that's no one's going to – Medios won't want to do that. The players on his team won't want to – like won't want the team to do that. FlyQuest – like no one wants that. So that, yeah. that one I agree is just out there. If the main takeaway is that when all the truth comes out, that FlyQuest has damaged their 
community. I, I'm just, like, the like thing is, too, T. Uh, excuse me, 100T. Uh, the other thing I want to say is I'm not in favor of this trade, by the way. Like, right. I know I'm defending a lot of, like, the idea of what 100 Thieves did, but I don't actually like it. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, if there's serious, like, trust breaking within the pro player community with the 100 Thieves organization because the truth shows that they, like, that Meteos got 100% blindsided and fucked, then, like, 100% agree that they really handled this wrong. But if the truth is something else where like Medios did pretty much know that this was coming um, and his teammates wanted this done and this was for the best of the org, then I don't think it will have, I would hope it doesn't have long-term repercussions. Yeah, I think Kelby and I agree with you basically on everything. It's more just my statement is, or my stance is I'm not surprised the community reacted this way. And I, I don't, it's not, I don't even think it's unusual for that given that, we haven't seen yeah. this before. Yeah. And for Kelby, uh, I think. I, well, I was going to say. You, I, did you think the, the community. So I'm not, surpri- I'm not surprised the community reacted this way. But did you think it was a reasonable reaction? Me? No, uh, absolutely. Well, both of you. Uh, you I, I, given I, I the abs- context. Okay. I mean, they're obviously not every. I think the people that were like, they should have told him before the week. Uh, and like, I think that's silly. I think the if you're talking about the community's general frustration, shock, and like wondering if this is even allowed i'm not i think that's an acceptable reaction to them given the fact that they are uninformed and don't know that like this is what contracts look like this is 100 t's probably basing their decisions off of traditional sports etc cetera, etc cetera, right i i i just think that it, I, it's it's so dumb every time that people like don't learn like oh man i only have half the story and somebody who is very clearly upset because they've been removed from a roster is in you know in the moment of emotion taking this to social media when obviously this shouldn't have been announced this way i don't know why what happened there with like 100 t and media side yeah lots of- I, I like to think that you have better control of the situation than the like yeah. i don't know this is discussed and it's not released this information and also i just wanted to say really quickly i'm not saying that you know, like 100T did all this stuff or like deserves to lose the trust of the players, blah, blah, or whatever. It's just like if things did occur that way, it's one of yeah. the risks that you have to take into consideration about perception and how that could potentially affect things in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, as, as a general statement here, I think Mark, Kelby, and I, we all love 100T and FlyQuest and Medios. Why can't we all be friends? Um, all right, we should move to calls because we talked about this for a while. But yeah, I think it was a good uh, uh, We still, like, the thing is, we haven't even talked about, like, the implications of the trade from a gameplay perspective yeah. <laughs> or anything else. It's all been this yeah. business talk, which I'm way more interested to talk about some of the other stuff. So as we get into calls, there's a lot of things to talk about in this actual trade. You can call in and talk about the business portion, which we kind of already talked about. You can call in and talk about... You think this is actually going to be good for 100 Thieves? Levi's going to be a fucking beast if he ever makes his way into the roster. Uh, whatever else you might have as an opinion. And the way that you will share that with us is we have a Discord that we're doing this whole show on. I'm posting it, spam posting it in the chat right now. What you're going to want to do is join in there. There's a Pleb Calls and a Pleb Calls 2 voice channel. You're going to want to join those voice channels. Probably mute yourself because there's a lot of people in there. And then there is a Pleb Topics uh, text channel and in there is where you're going to put your opinion your take uh, what you thought about it good or bad and you can go and uh, 
if it's a good take, I will pull you into the waiting room. We'll do a voice check, make sure you're good to go once it's your turn, and then we'll pull you into the call and we'll talk about it. And uh, and if you are a sub, by the way, which is super appreciated, we've uh, we've been bleeding subs recently. You know, <laughs> people just uh, they don't support me. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you. Oh yeah, there's also rift rivals too. Yeah, there's rift rivals. There's a ton of stuff. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out my lighting situation. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. If you are a sub, you can uh, put your question or your topic in the subtopic chat, which gives you a little bit of a chance, a higher chance than the flood uh, chat. But we do pull from both, so uh, don't don't freak out. But if you want to uh, to put your topic in there, you can. Uh, I, while Mark, have we moved away that. from that ninety ten ratio then, where ninety percent of the questions were subs? I don't. It was never that bad, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> Kelby's fucking. Oh, oh. But now people will was believe that. Was that not supposed to be public? I thought you guys had made that. Now oh, people never. will believe oh, that, and then <laughs> they will. Uh... uh, yeah, we have people. If you want me to start pulling them, I'm just looking at questions. Um, don't don't grab all the uh, people now because then people get disappointed yeah. when they show up thirty minutes in. Um, yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying, I have. Yeah, four yeah. Go people. investigate people. I'm gonna read off some uh, some subs. All right, here we go. Ready? Sukuman, Mogar five hundred five, Kuko Sanchez, Newbie one hundred, bon Bunzo TV, Robot two hundred, Riando, Sukuman sent uh, four hundred bits, Boba Cola resubbed and says Island Island Doo Aloha, Fenron Jenkins resubbed for six months and says Kelby, I love him. Or tell Kelby I love him. I'm only Ricky sub. Boba Cola gives us a sub to DeRay. Rakos Man subbed. Sukoman has sent 500 bits and says you are a tease. You never said it. Okay, I'm not getting into that. The Pick Noobs <laughs> subbed. Fragbait Light resub for six months. Sukoman 200 bits said you are abusive. This I have an interesting situation with this. And Karezi's in the call right now. Real cool. quick before we get into Karezi's call. If, if you're posting in the discord with topics please for the love of god be ready when it's your turn and don't be muted like headset muted on discord because then i can't talk to you uh anyways hey we've got a caller how's it going how's it crazy going? pretty good you just call me kai okay well listen you guys all come in here with these interesting names and then you're just like uh, just <laughs> i'm about kid. to start dbz kai, kai where are you calling cool. from uh, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Is that a uh, picture you on Discord, or is that? No, that's Ole. That's what I thought. Um, it's interesting that you use Discord What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? I, I think that 100 Thieves really uh, messed up their chances at Worlds right now with this trade. I mean, if you think about it, right, they're putting Levi in for Rift Rivals, and I think Levi's a good player. Marks might not have agreed too much from your video on YouTube. But I don't think that they have the synergy, and I don't think he really has the, the a good enough grasp on the English language to have that synergy going forward. Because I mean, like, what? It's it's week four, right? The, the season's just started, but in the off season, these players play together so much to build that synergy. And even coming into the spring split, Hundred Thieves is a new org; it's a new team. These guys have never all played together before. So to me, it was really impressive that they even got the second place with that in mind. But I think, with considering the fact that they can't start someday Levi and Ryu at the same time, I really don't think that they have that good of a shot at Worlds now. Well, I mean, they're not even, like, I think they're not using Levi, right? 
Well, uh, they're starting the Rift Rivals. Yeah, yeah, they're using my Rift Rivals, but I thought, uh, Mark, didn't their statement say that they were... They plan to use um, Onda yeah. Yeah, when, when they come back from Rift Rivals. But, I mean, that's... It's the kind of thing where probably a lot of stuff is in flux. Kai, I agree with you, though. I think that Hunter T's shot at wor or chances at Worlds are shot. Um, that's just primarily because they're from North America. Um, he meant but... qualifying for Worlds, Kelby. Oh, qualifying yeah, for Worlds? I'm My bad. Qualifying. Yeah, no, I mean, you look at FlyQuest right now, they're not even starting on to what they have Centaurin right now. He hasn't been playing on the LCS stage at all this split. So, I mean, he hasn't been getting the same experience. Maybe behind the scenes he has, but I don't know about that. But even so, I don't think Onda, for the same reason I don't think Levi is going to be able to do it, if for some reason he could start with everyone else. Building that synergy, I think, is going to take a lot of time that they really don't have right now. Because, I mean, they get some time off for Rift Rivals while the rest of the, um, the team is going off there. But I really don't think it's enough time. And on top of that, they're going to have to compete, and their standings in this split are going to be a result of having Onda as a starter. And I, I really think that they lost their shot at Worlds because of that. Yeah. So maybe, I, maybe in the future, but not this split. I think uh, I actually think Levi is great. To be clear, um, I just <laughs> I think he's definitely a world class player. He's mm -hmm. just he's just a world class Vietnamese player in North America. And when he was playing on uh, Gigabyte Marines, you know, like he was the f complete focal point of that team, and they like did all their strategies kind of around him and let him lead that team. It's hard to be a leader. When you don't speak the language very well, um, hundred yeah. thieves this last weekend picked up two wins doing funnel comps with Medios in the bot lane. Like I just don't think Levi and Ryu are gonna play in bot lane together very well. I mean, um, he played fiddlesticks. He didn't even die. Like I mean, you see how versatile of a player Medios. I mean, granted, yeah, absolutely. He was a jungler, but he's not a jungler right now. But I mean, you can see. I'm sure he doesn't really want to be playing these support champions or even in the support role in the bot lane. But he can still do it. So regardless of the issues they're having, he's still proving that they just had a 2-0 weekend. They're on a really good winning streak right now. I think giving that up with putting – like being able to flex him and him going with no deaths is such an advantage for a team that they're losing right now. I think that it is just a huge mistake for them. Yeah, I mean, it's hard It's hard to understand. It, it's hard not to feel like this was some sort of weird ego thing, right? Like, okay, your team is doing well. If your objective is to go to Worlds, uh, why make such a dramatic change just because of maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff, right? Like, I mean, if you watch that episode of The Heist, yeah. my take from that episode was there were big communication issues going on between Medios, Afro, Mamu, and Prolly, and those three people were clashing specifically. And I think, I, I really don't know, but my take from that episode of The Heist was that was kind of the reason that they decided to No, no, I get, I get that obviously there were like behind the scenes issues, but like you're, you have communication issues, but your team is still on track to make it to Worlds, potentially. Well, so Little Birdie told me that 100 Thieves was not doing very well in scrims. I heard that they like were not just performing very much at all. And then they kind of did the funneling comps just like let's try this uh it worked and that's great that they're picking up wins but like behind the scenes is i think very important so like they f feel like if the communication is not going well not just in game but like 
if you're not actually progressing as a team and you're lucking into wins now, I, I don't think maybe they have the opinion that that's not going to work and you risk a full blown roster meltdown. And so like, if you think things are going to continue to trend worse, you'd rather kind of nip it in the bud and hopefully fix it. So I think that's the like perspective and angle that the hundred thieves team is taking. Yeah. I guess they have more of um, a looking forward view on things, you know, because I'm pretty sure they're aware that this is going to be a big issue for their roster right now, getting rid of that. And, I mean, to your point, I'm pretty sure Crawley tweeted out a while ago that they did the funnel comp on stage and it looked rusty, and he thought that with more practice they could have a much better execution. But I think giving up one of the, the focal points of that execution, your jungler, which you're going to be flexing a lot, either in the support role in the jungle or putting him in the bot lane, giving up that option that you had, I haven't been watching too much of the Academy games, so I don't really know if they've been doing any of that with Levi, but I, I don't think either him or Honda will be able to enable that strategy going forward this split as much as Medios was. Mark? I, I agree that they are in trouble after this, and you're basically hoping that somehow Onda isn't as big of a downgrade as he appears on paper or that Levi somehow synergizes on team, neither of which I have very much faith in working out on. Yeah, it's such a huge yeah. gamble because you – you can't try out Onda. It's not like, hey, Medios, we're giving you the day off. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like based off the public statements that Medios had made, it didn't sound like he was the kind of guy who was willing to be like, yeah, you know what? Why don't you try that guy? Maybe it'll work better. You know, like I, he, he didn't, based off his whole thing about he thinks the academy thing is weird and you're basically training someone to take your job and he doesn't like that. Like, he doesn't, that doesn't sound the kind of player where you could tell him, like, yeah, dude, don't worry, Rift Rivals, we're going to try this lineup, and maybe it works better, and, like, we're all an org working to get better. And I mean, like, a lot of players don't have that mindset. Like, I understand that, but. Yeah, I understand his perspective, too. That, that is kind of how it comes off. Like, they're gunning for your job. I mean, you see, you see what happened with Scene 9, so I think that might have gotten some players a little worried, but this is a little bit more worrying to me for the team. I I don't know. Time will tell uh, what ends up happening, but it does feel like if you're a hundred T fan, you should just you got it you got you're like fifty fifty right now on if the team is actually gonna be able to be in competitive form or not going forward for the next seven weeks or whatever. At least they have the two weeks of rift rivals to uh, to try and figure stuff out, but it's weird because then they've got like subs in for the games like one, one question, I don't know if anybody's got this in the caller queue. Feel free to shut me up, Mark, if we do. But, like, what what is do those teams even – does 100 Thieves even try to do anything at Rift Rivals, or do they just focus on stabilizing their roster behind the scene in scrims? Uh, I'm sure someone will have an opinion about Rift Rivals and 100 Thieves. Okay. Well, well even, even if they do spend this time trying to, like you said, stabilize the roster, I mean, look at what happened with Fnatic. Reckless was so unconfident in playing those bruisers bot lane. They had Weepo step in and start, and you saw how successful that was. But I think it's a different caliber of player that we're working with. So, I mean, it, it's a little bit of a different example, but I don't think that they're going to be able to take that amount of time to to get these players on the, the track that they need to be on for Worlds. Yeah. Hey, Kai, thank you so much for your call. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah, it. You, you too. All right, really quickly before we grab our next caller, uh, need to I need to drag Mark back. He left. Hi, Mark. I'm back. Okay. What's up? Well, um, I did mention. I'm happy to have our next caller here. Hi, Nathi. <laughs> uh, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, Long Island, New York. Uh, what? Oh, wait. Also, New York caller. I think the last one was from Brooklyn. Oh shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How's uh How's Long Island, New York? How's New York? It's hot. Yeah, we're about to have a heat wave this weekend. Mark, did you know it's going to be 104 on Saturday? Here? Yes. Uh, Good thing I work in an air-conditioned downstage. Not looking forward to that. Anyway, Nathie, what do you want to talk about on the show? All right, so uh, my hot take's pretty basic. It's just that 100 Thieves did a good job by trading Meteos to a lower-tier team like FlyQuest instead of a team like uh, TSM that's contending for a top spot with them because the organization should be looking out for the team, not the individual. Like, ah, I, I didn't like even guy. think about this. <laughs> you didn't think about this. I mean, he's, he's doing what, like we talked about this before with like one of the big concerns that we had and we talked about on the show or that lift. I had personally, yeah, double lift and bio is that you're releasing these guys back into the environment where you have to compete against them. Exactly. Hundred T has put them on Team Snickers, and you know that you know like they're not going to be a contender for for going to Worlds with you. I, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Me? No, Who are you go ahead. Kelby, you... Oh, it's just if 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 you had anything more to add to your yes, point. Okay. So um, Nathi, your point I mean, is. If everyone agrees with me, then fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, Nathi. Sounds good. No. Uh, you can go ahead and finish <laughs> your thought. Wait. Say again. What did you have anything else that you would say uh, besides like a good a good job sending them to FlyQuest? I mean that's pretty much it. Like it, I don't really know what else to add to that. If no, you no, send them good. over to yeah, if you send them over to TSM, then you'd have to be competing against them with TSM, who actually seems to be doing not too bad right now. But FlyQuest has only been in like the lowest teams on the bracket right now. Okay, so cool. what are the chances? Maybe we'll turn this into a discussion. What are the chances that that was uh, that played a factor in it and the decision to send him to FlyQuest, uh, Kelby and Mark? I think uh, it's it was. I, you go. I I would say it's really really hard to say. I think that ultimately probably what you're going to put above everything else is value that you can get in return. Uh, if if even if you're sending him to TSM. If you get like a dramatically better upgrade to your organization than what you are getting at FlyQuest, is it is it worthwhile uh, to you know like to take a substantially lower value trade that just to put to just to ensure that he's on a lower place team? Um, so I think that probably it, it probably comes into a deciding factor on like you know the second or or third tier of like uh deciding factors you know what i mean but obviously first i think you're looking to see what you can get back for your organization yeah and i think just in that idea like it's really hard to find even trade values in league like with how small the rosters are like you basically are almost like other than the, like the smithy dardock one for one trade like it's really hard to be like i will take your academy this thing for your lcs this guy and have that be a good trade like maybe if Hundred like if Cody completely sucked, which he doesn't, he's really good. But if he completely sucked, maybe the TSM trade makes sense because you can grab Mr. Rawles and then you're like, well, we got to do something, otherwise we're not making playoffs. And we have Levi on the bench. Blah, blah, blah. Like maybe, maybe you can try and spin it that way. But I think so the implication here is that Onda is like the best option. I think the yeah, it's like who who even wants to take this trade that you're getting anything in return? You're not just doing a charity case for another yeah. team. 
You, you have to think about the context as well of how this probably came up is that uh, 100T starts randomly reaching out to you and being like, hey, uh, we want to get rid of Medios. And you look at 100T and you say, you guys made it to the finals last split. You're doing really well this split, but you want to get rid of one of your most popular players. What's going on here that I don't know? Like, it raises a lot of red flags in your mind, probably. Um, and, uh, you know, you're like, oh, wow, what, it, what, what, like, herring am I picking up here? Yeah. And it's probably, like, a consideration that affects what you're able to get in return for him. And that's exactly why I think FlyQuest, which is often not talked about at all in this trade, d d made a great move. Because there's a couple different things you can do now. You have a lot of flexibility. They, they in their statement, talked a lot about culture fit. If he does work out, maybe he takes Santorin's job. Sorry, Santorin, that sucks. But maybe it makes FlyQuest better, so it's a good move like that. If there isn't a culture fit or you're just, you just don't even tend to move, use him, maybe TSM is interested and FlyQuest cares a little less about powering up a rival because they're not doing so well. And so maybe they do just send him over to TSM for massive cash considerations or maybe they can swing some other stuff their way. I, I don't know. Uh, it just I think it, it's good on them because it gives them a lot of flexibility. So I think it was smart by FlyQuest. Yeah. I mean, I, if I'm FlyQuest, of course I'll take Medios. But I, I yeah. feel like I'd potentially stick him. I love the, the cats just jumping onto the shelf behind you. Well, uh, uh, the, the other thing as well that is just like, what is Medios' salary, do we think, uh, compared to... Onda's? You know, like, yeah, Onda's. <laughs> like, you're just, you're just picking that up. I, if you're not planning on using him, uh, you know, these aren't like traditional sports organizations where you can just like... Oh, okay, you know, like we're we're floating like a a thirty percent increase in our in our total you know like salary for the season or something like that. If you don't have plans to use this guy, it seems kind of weird to me if they don't have like some sort of vision for how this plays out in the in the future to just like add that to your to your salaries cap. You know what I mean? Or yeah, not your yeah. salary cap, but your your total roster costs. Yeah, you can't afford to have like a five hundred thousand dollar commodity on your bench in a cabinet. Right, right. I mean, isn't that what ha what's happening with Piglet though? I don't think Piglet's uh, worth that much anymore. Yeah, there's no way that Piglet is getting paid nearly that much money. Not even close. All right. Well, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. But it is an interesting comment that this is like a really good move for FlyQuest. I'm very curious to see what FlyQuest does because I feel like bringing Medios into the roster would be probably pretty smart on their part. Yeah. It's good for them if they actually have a plan. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't. They didn't just see the value and be like, yoink. This guy to, could push so many tonight. Snickers. Think about how many Snickers he could push Maybe for our get more than 500 right. on our YouTube the, video with Medios. The, the other thing that's really weird, too, is, like, assuming that, I mean, we don't really know how things went down, but, like, you have you have your player that you're picking up to your organization essentially stating that he doesn't want to come to your organization like when you're doing this trade negotiation at, at some point are you like hey does medios know would he would he be interested in playing here or is he gonna like hate this yeah and i don't know if that was answered or not it seems like it kind of wasn't well it answered. depends it depends like once again looking at that that wording like FlyQuest does not have an available starting position. Right. Uh, but they, they've said that he is absolutely able to earn it, you know, quote unquote, or however they phrase it in their thing. So right. 
maybe that's just a bit of miscommunication where they're like, no, you don't get Santorin's job as soon as you show up here. Sure. And he's like, well, I'm not interested in playing an academy. But it seems like Medios wasn't too interested in earning his position on Hunter T when they when they suggested that he might not play for one match during Rift or for you know Rift Rivals or whatever. That that led him to react, if we're to believe the information that's out there, with asking to speak to other teams. No, I think that the supposed thing was that happened after the first week, right? I thought that was the timeline. Or did uh, they give a timeline? Time timeline regardless. The point is like if this person is not okay with having other people potentially fit into his role and he wants to speak with other teams. Oh, it was last when, week. When that, yeah, when that think, comes up, then like, I think I mean, it's fair to say that FlyQuest definitely should have asked that question of him when they were in this trade discussion, and hopefully they did, and they were like, well, even if he doesn't like it, we'll figure something out. I don't know. They don't know they just need that. to have some sort of plan. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, thank you so much oh. for your call, Nathi. Really appreciate it. All right. No problem. Thank you for having me. All right, Mark. I got you. I'm not moving. Do the plug. It's time to do the plug. That's right. It's time to do the plug, guys. It's a, it's a pleasure. Every week I get to come out here. I do this show, which I love. Mark and I love. We've, we've talked about this before, how much we enjoy uh, doing the show with each other. And, and not only that, but I get supported. And Mark gets supported. And Kelby gets nothing. And that's basically the best circumstances you can ask for. Uh, and we get supported by Omen by HP. Uh, they are an amazing organization uh, that makes great computers. I'm using one right now. The monitor I'm using is uh, on there. This is a edit rig uh, machine back here that people use, and we edit on and all stuff in my uh, new office. And uh, that's also an Omen by HP thing. They do a lot to support us. They support Overwatch League. They sponsor CLG. Now they sponsor uh, Cloud9, and they're doing a whole lot of great things out there. So... In my mind, uh, just an amazing partner and, and sponsor, doing great stuff. They make some cool uh, keyboards. And, and in fact, they've got, Mark, we'll have to get you a, the newest one that they're coming out with. And uh, they've got a new mouse coming out as well. Got a whole lot of different things. Uh, that sounds guys, like Cherry Blue. I'm working on a secret project with them right now. I'm working on a secret project with them right now that will get announced soon. Uh, but hopefully you guys enjoy that as well. And if you're watching the VOD, why not click over to their Twitter, uh, which I'm also going to put in the chat right now. Uh, throw them a follow. Say hello. Tell them I sent you. Um, tell them Mark sent you. We're all in this together. And uh, if you're watching the YouTube, I'll put in the link in the description. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, go to the YouTube. Click that link. It's Omen by HP on Twitter. Uh, they also have an Instagram. Check it out. Anyway, thank you so much to Omen by HP uh, for their support. Ready for the next caller. Sorry, I get it. Wow, Omen by HP saved my life. You got Twitch chat is amazing uh, when you guys <laughs> you guys come in here. <laughs> Christabella Check, great organization. Uh, all right. Got another caller any second. Uh, really quickly, want to say shout out to, let's see, where were we? Uh, Mr. Man 0423, iFury99, CamiCakes98. And not Lima two one six Navi nineteen ninety five and Sham 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 who reset for four months and said Uwu Gaffy Waffy Gang XD. Uh, Shadows Shadows is here. Shadows, where are you calling from? Uh, right now, uh, usually I'm from Washington, but I'm driving up to California to go to AX right now. So I'm in a car with a bunch of 
bunch of nerds. Okay. You're driving up? You're driving down. I think most people yeah, would say driving, down. Driving, driving down, you know, yeah. directions. I, okay. I just didn't know if you're going around the world. Are your are your are your your friends like making sure that like I don't want you to be like listening to the live Twitch and then handling the call and all that stuff because that's not safe. He's driving. Oh no, I'm definitely not driving. Oh hell no. Oh okay. <laughs> no, 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 they're driving. They're driving. You're all okay. good. Don't you worry. Are you? I don't believe. Am you I on like Bluetooth in the car or? I'm just in the car. I'm just chilling in the back here. Okay. With earbuds on. You're just having like a call and they don't yeah. understand. Yeah. They all just think I'm like a crazy person. I'm, okay. I, I've convinced them I'm talking to you guys. I hope. Do these people know you? Or was this yes. like a, a Reddit meetup going He's to Anime Expo? Uh, you're we, wearing a Naruto we, headband we, right now. A lot of us met at AX last year. Okay. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I also met I also met you there last year, Travis. So it was good. I remember that. You you yeah. looked really great. Um, you looked like a yeah, Washington. Yeah, Pro is fantastic. Hey, Brian Kibler's in the, the Twitch chat right now. Or yeah. Listen to you. Um, great. Hey. I'm gonna be back at Anime Expo whenever I'm not at Rift Rival. So I, well, hopefully I'll see you I'll, there. I'll probably be the only the only uh, black fellow to walk up to you with an afro. So you'll know it's me. <laughs> okay. Well, very good. What do you want to talk about on the show? Well, first off, I use uh, an HP laptop. Just saying, it's not all that bad. You guys should probably try it out. Just throwing that out there. Thank you. Uh, and then second off, Xbox's uh, chances here at uh, Rift Rivals coming up, and I think that they stand a really good chance. Uh, I was I was talking about it a little bit in my hot take uh, that I sent out to Marcus, but uh, you know, good old good old Dardock. This is his first time really at an international stage. Um, before you know, he has a lot to prove and show. He is a, an incredibly mechanically gifted, uh, like you know, player. Right and now, they have him funneling, which is which would be the only really you know eh, kind of kind of kind of worry for me because Dardog, you know, he can pop off. But uh, if anything, you know, Echo Fox has shown us that they're you know they, they're just like a magic hat. You know, they can pull out anything they want to. Uh, I think Fang has been looking. Is it Fen? Is it Fang? Fong, but yes. Oh, Fong. Yes, yeah. Fong. All the all his team calls him Fang, so you call him whatever you want. All right, I'm gonna call him Fin Fang. So Fin Fang is—he's pretty good. Uh, like he's been working. For, like whenever Alltech and him are in lane, I feel like there's a lot more synergy. Uh, I don't know exactly how Adrian. Like I know Adrian and Alltech have played on a, or with each other on previous teams, but even with that, I feel like same kind of case for Dardoch that Fang has a lot to prove uh, internationally or internationally, and not just that, but just to everybody watching him in general because he's getting kind of thrown into this and uh, there's a really good opportunity for him to play and he's only he's only shown positives for me and then of course i mean you can't leave out huni huni's just a god just like straight up and then phoenix uh when he's not on yasuo and he's not bottom lane you know he's, he's been he's been doing pretty good he's been doing pretty good uh you know he's even able to consistently stay in lane and stay okay or even win in situations where he's playing up against bjergsen alone uh, and so I feel like he won't have any challenge with players like Caps or uh, Perks. So, I mean, all around the board for me, I'm just seeing that Echo Fox has such a strong roster, and the fact that they can just kind of whip anything out, I don't know if EU's quite quite ready for a team like that. So you think Echo Fox is going gonna, is gonna to lead us to victory? I think Echo Fox is, is a hope for NA. I think they're a beacon. 
okay. think we're, we're a team liquid failed us. I'm a liquid fa I've been riding with liquid since curse. All right. And I was saying, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Marks. I remember when you were still on the team. I don't remember when you was living in the right, little closet. Enough, enough about Mark. Let's not go into that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, uh, Mark takes on Echo Fox leading the charge for us at, in, at Rift Rivals. I'm a little worried only because, and well, this isn't only because, but also because, uh, they like to do crazy shit and like this isn't something that matters in like a standing sense or anything and i'm sure they're going to go out there and try their best but i could also see this being treated as a pretty experimental weekend i mean an arrow kind of indicated that on the show yeah. last week yeah they were yeah. definitely talking about trying stuff out and so uh i don't think they're necessarily going to be putting their best foot forward with their strategies you might see demonte you might see lost adrian see adrian's adrian. gonna play yeah you're gonna see a lot of different stuff out of them and while you know who knows how echo fox will do oh. internationally did they say that adrian was playing yeah so i interviewed fong uh in, yesterday and he told i asked him if he was going to be playing at rift rivals and he said he thought adrian was okay huh does that so I, does that change your your <laughs> they're like oh, okay like, well team liquid fox, they've got no it chance Z last place six oh or zero six not continue on sorry. zero six jesus I think, uh, like, I think they have the skill, and I think they're crazy, and that's good uh, at higher pressure international events. Like, I think I would love to see Echo Fox at Worlds, where like I really don't think that that's a team that's going to get out there and be like, we have so much pressure to perform on our shoulders, quite like Team Liquid and TSM have kind of done in the past. So uh, mm -hmm. that that would excite me in a one that mattered. But in this one, where it doesn't that matter, doesn't matter. I think a lot of the teams will be playing pretty loose. Maybe that's good for them because they're scrappy, but. I think they'll be swapping around a lot of players and strategies, and that will not bode well for beating the European teams. Yeah. See, for me, it's like, as I would disagree, just simply because I feel like for not necessarily for the team, because I would agree there that this this tournament doesn't really mean much if you're looking at it right. Like, it's just kind of a way to experiment because realistically, this doesn't determine your placings and all that. But for the players, uh, I want to like really focus on Dardoch because. Again, I, I've been following him since you know he first top up, popped up on Team Liquid. He has never gone to an international event ever, like ever, never played. And this is going to be his first time for other regions and other like people to see him play. And I think he knows that. And I feel like even though it's maybe not as like as important for the organization, I think if the players go into it with like this mindset that I really want to do this. Also, Cooney, of course, Cooney wants to crush EU. Like, of course, Cooney wants to proved everybody that you know he whatever region he is at is the best region right so it's also something for honey too i feel like that that like kind of idea could drive them and that or that or could give them like that passion to take on first but i uh, continue on with whatever whatever else you got to say no yeah. i mean like i definitely agree player motivation's gonna be there i just i like you know as much as dardock wants to pop off if they're like time to practice funnel boys against the best funnel team that we know yeah, in the West, against, yeah like i just don't see how dardock's like popping off on brom versus g2's funnel v funnel strats and like yeah if, I, if mark if the teams don't i think the teams generally don't like playing funnel uh correct me if i'm wrong but that's the vibe i've gotten from all the players i've interviewed yeah. do you think we just won't see funneling at this event because it matters less I don't think that's how they'll approach it. I think, I don't think they'll approach it like, oh man, let's just like have fun and do random shit. I think they'll be like, this is a great time to practice out with other lineups as well as like, if we're not good at funneling, which it sounds like 
based off their tweets, Echo Fox don't feel like they're great at funneling. I think this is the perfect time to practice it. Yeah. Even though they might hate playing it, it's like, well, if you're a team that wants to be good at playing it, why not play it at an international event versus good teams for no repercussions? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think you'll probably see a fair amount. All right. Well, uh, Kelby, you have any thoughts on uh, NA and Equifox leading the charge? Yeah. Did uh, so? You think that they're going to do better than Team Liquid? Did Team Liquid and Equifox play this weekend? Oh, uh, I, okay. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't so get I, me wrong. That was a I question. Didn't I, I didn't get an answer to it. I just wanted. All right. To okay. It. Look. Look. I don't think. I don't think that they will. But I think my my hot take okay. is that they crush EU. And oh. I said that the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, I did mention I did mention that there was the light that they were the last beacon, which would imply that that liquid would fail us. Uh, but you so know, this... I'm I'm just a little you know I'm just a little worried. You know, I, I looked at worlds. All right, I saw the passion, I saw the chance, right. and I saw it stripped away. I don't know if I'm ready to open myself up to that kind of you know hurt again. I got you. So this is why I would say that it probably won't go that way. One, you talked about Dardock having never played on the international stage before. He's not yeah. going to be playing on the international stage here. He's playing from the NALCS studio. Uh, <laughs> two, uh, like you have, you talked about caps and perks coming and playing. These guys are going to be way more motivated than the Echo Fox guys are because this is their tryout to get the biggest paycheck possible to come to NA next year. They want to come here and they want to flex because they know they know this is the golden route to get paid to get paid in na like it's the it's the eu player's dream as we've seen the past couple of years you know you blow up mm -hmm. in eu you make you you prove that you're a really good player and you come to na to get paid and to have a good life you know that's that's the Who dream so I, proof yeah living exactly proof the team you got, talking about, yep, bro. yep you got midi you got sven you got bjergsen you got jensen all these guys they just want to come to na so caps and perks i fully expect them to show up Put the NA guys in the dumpster and continue that narrative like, you know, you want to bring us over because we're better than your talent. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. For those reasons, I, I just think that, you know, Echo Fox probably not going to show up. All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You know, Shadows. if I end up being wrong, I'm going to – I'll come back on here and I'll let you know, like, how woke Kobe is about that strategy. About the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The strategy. Well, we, we decide who gets to come on. So, unfortunately, I can't get Yeah, for sure. For wow. sure. No, no, no. <laughs> Shadows, uh, like that. thank you so much for the call. Hope to see you at Anime Expo this weekend. Are you going to go to Rift Rivals? Uh, Probably not. So you're not going to show up for Rift Rivals, but you think Echo Fox will? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I... You live like, in Washington. My, I, I don't have that... You live in Washington. There's an international <laughs> thing. There's four days long. You couldn't... Or it's three days long. Anime Expo's four days long. You couldn't make it to one of those days look i'll be 100 percent honest i had completely forgot the riff rivals was even a thing until like <laughs> two days ago okay so did right hey thank you so much Shadows, for the call really appreciate it have a good I appreciate one it, appreciate it yeah. you guys have a good night yeah yeah you too dude yeah anime expo there's like things to do for a little bit but like come on yeah. after a little bit you're just walking in circles and artist alley yeah Check out yeah one. checking out a lot of interesting art all right uh, we got uh, Benjamin resubbed uh, for four months before the start of the show and said in all caps, I would cut my balls off for Omen by HP. Sham 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 gifted a sub to Matei for two months. Sham 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 gifted a sub to Joe Champ. 
Mick Go Mick G Woody resubbed and says, "I'm finally here live when Kelby's here. Rip Chainsmokers." Share Khan and a resub for four months and says, "I love you, Travis. Big fan." Chris is on the show. Chris, where are you calling from? Calling from State College, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. All right. And uh, what what's going on in Pennsylvania? Not much. It's Pennsylvania. Nothing really happens ever. That's pretty much what I expected you just saying. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? So my hot take was that TSM should write a blank check for Medios. A blank check. Hey. A blank check because Greg has been mediocre at best, and his team has been covering his poor play. And that TSM, if they want to get close to what their expectations are as a team, they need someone like Medios in the jungle. Are okay. we giving up on Mike Young already? Is Mike Young done? Well, oh, Mike Young. Apparently, TSM gave up on him already. Jeez. Yeah, Mike. Mike Young is buried out back. Kelby, Jesus. Rough. Kelby, um, I have a question for you. In a world. Do you think that 100T went to TSM and said, hey, do you want Mediosin just to pay us a ton of money? Because theoretically, from a negotiation standpoint, I, you would think if TSM was interested in Medios, they could sell him to TSM for a ton of money and then buy Onda for not so much money and really good. Otherwise, like in this world, FlyQuest just like acts as a broker for him and like just cashes in on this trade, essentially. I'm inclined to think that I assume that uh, 100T reached out to everybody, and they probably would reach out to TSM considering their jungle situation, uh, and that TSM was not interested, or they were not willing to give anything comparable to this is this is obviously like pure speculation. Yeah. I don't have any insight like in, info on this. Um, but like, or that, yeah, like it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work out. I don't know. I just don't see, I don't see TSM and Medios. That's, that's no. not something that I see. Uh, I, and I can't, I can't even really put a th finger on why Mark. Do you I'll, have... I'll tell Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because Medios has tweeted numerous times the first time he retired like what his vision of a team was it's five guys being friends old c9 having a great time uh he's someone who sometimes has difficulty working with like mid laners who have a certain style they want to play the game that revolves more around themselves a lot of this the jensen time um tsm is nothing like the team that medios has ever described as being the type of team he wants to play on tsm is like the all business fucking like we're here to win personal opinions and feelings come second kind of thing uh culture fit wise I, that's like a huge mismatch between medios and tsm now i do think medios is better than greg i think greg's been fine i think he's good i think you know Mark as much he hates greg you got as much out of greg right now as you would have like in an optimistic way hoped for he's been good not great medios i think is better but i don't think the culture fit will work um and I don't even know if Medios wants that or if TSM wants that because I don't think TSM would be interested if, if there is a culture problem. Yeah. Any follow-ups, Chris? Well, Medios also says that he wants to be in a team where he's a starter. So it really depends on what he's willing to give up. Well, yeah, but, TSM, but that opens up the options to nine different teams rather than TSM, right? Yeah. And, and if, if he's saying that, like, I don't, 
I just want to be a starter. I don't really want to like battle for the spot. Do you think that sounds good to TSM, who is this team that probably has this set way of doing things and like? Probably not. You know, yeah, like I don't, I don't think that that sounds appealing to them when they're they're four and two and Griggs doing okay. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, TSM's been pretty open about their culture of having you know subs keep pressure on the starters, or the academy guys keep pressure on the starters. Yeah, Which Medios doesn't seem to be super. And it's interesting. <laughs> I I like the idea of Medios on TSM. I think that sounds fun, right? Um, oh, me too. I would I would love from like a league perspective and even some ways a gameplay perspective. I just don't think it works in reality. Yeah. Chris, any other thoughts? Yeah, well, just like TSM, their goal is worlds. Like that's the bare minimum expectation for them, and they want international performance. That's why they booted their entire last roster. I don't see Greg, who's he's okay, but like so far he hasn't shown up on anything other than I think supportive junglers, and he's not he's like he's not popping off or anything. He's just he's there. He's smiting camps, smiting barons, pretty good actually, but he's not doing anything amazing. And if he want, TSM wants to do something, they need good people in all five positions instead of four good and then one okay. All right, Hunter. Um, I. I think, Chris, uh, that's an interesting point. Kelby and Mark, question for you: Where do you think Medio should go if not TSM? I'm kind of, I'm kind of warming up to this TSM <laughs> Medio idea. Are you warming up to it? It's like talk guys, to me more, Chris. I, I, wanna... I, I, I oh, sorry. Go ahead, Mark. What are you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna ask, like, is it the idea that, like, listen, worlds is all that matters. So, like, let's sell our culture short a little bit here to like get what we think it will be a better international team i just think that what tsm has been doing up to this point is not working for them clearly and like medios is definitely like i don't know you're injecting something more volatile i guess you would say into your your system but maybe that's i don't know maybe that's what you need to kind of do like a reset and like a and like a, a revamp on on what's going on there greg and uh, Mike Young come into these teams, and I have no doubt that they feel like pretty scared and like pressured. Um, which is, I, I mean, I've dealt with it before with rosters where you have, you know, like a new player come into an organization, even if they're very, very talented, when you have the weight of these names around you, it's like, you know, you're kind of a little bit sheepish and stuff. Uh, you have Medios come in, you know, he's like a very aggressive unique player. I think the TSM fan base really gets attached to his personality and like like he's a, he's great for TSM fans and like I can imagine, you know, like if that team is successful, how he blends he blends in so well to their narrative. Um you probably and like maybe maybe Andy and like this roster is like the guys who can go to Medios and he and command enough respect with him to say like, "Hey, it's going to be a little bit different." than what you're used to. It's going to be a little bit different for us than what we're used to, but we're willing to give it a shot. The Peter let's, treatment. Yeah, let's 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 try it together. Let's see how it works, you know? I don't know. Let's I think, you know what I think? I think TSM should write a blank check. He, he turned Medios. him, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about a blank check, but uh like I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of interested now. I don't know. What do you think about what I said, Mark. I mean, like, I'm definitely interested, 
like I like I said, like the idea of TSM Meteos, it's just like we already like kind of like crossed the like unspeakable lines once already with CLG double lift on there. Like yeah. C9 Meteos on TSMD, let's try it again. But <laughs> but like I just don't I don't know if T, like TSM What are Meteos... all of TSM's former junglers? It was like Odd one Sven Santorin. Sven Santorin amazing. Yeah. Uh Okay, so other than amazing, I feel like all the people they have in that role are like kind of quieter, nicer guys that are probably going to play second fiddle to Bjergsen. Yeah. What if you just say, fuck it, we're adding like these two caustic substances together. Yeah. And we're just going to like jet fuel. I love how you guys are just talking yourselves into this. Let's go! They're four and two! They're doing okay. No, I know they're doing fine. That's why I say you like you gotta be. But gotta are they? But, else, I but think. Mark, with this roster, isn't it very likely that they could potentially like if they sneak their way to worlds, they just lose in group stage and and like it's just the same thing over again. Isn't it better to risk, like creating oh, oh. A, a flipping the coin to give yourself perhaps like the crazy we all hate each other behind the scenes roster crazy that's gonna sex. like make it to semis or finals or something than it is the like the all right guys we snuck onto group stage oh no we got beat by a korean team and a chinese team yeah yeah so i agree on that level especially since they've kind of already done that from a perspective of like we kick double f and biofrost for Sven and mythy because we want to have better international performance and then you look at greg and you're like is this the guy <laughs> Um, so I, I, I agree on that level. Thing is, the problems that TSM were having before, reportedly, was like too many cooks in the kitchen with Mithy and Bjergsen and Song and Hanser all having like different ideas on how to play the game. And like then you're saying, well, what we really need is another voice to share their mm -hmm. opinion. Like, I agree if you look at the potential positives, it does look really good. That's a, it looks great. I, I yeah. love the sound of it, but like the reality still sketches me out. But if it works, so is, so so Mark, <laughs> you would you would stick with Greg over Medios. My GM mode, no repercussions. Mine would be like, fuck yeah, I'm writing a check for Medios. My like real world day to day three months. I need to work with this potential that I'm setting myself up for. Is like. Eh. Yeah, I think I think you go. I think you have to have a conversation with me and be like, "Hey, I know that you don't want this, but we need you to be okay with." Are you like, sure he wouldn't want it? Wait, I... we're sure. We think that Medios would wait. turn down TSM. No, I'm just saying. Uh, let me finish my pitch. All right, I, I I know that you want to have a guaranteed starter spot, but you know we need to integrate you into the culture. We need to have you split time with Greg and show us that it works and we'll work with you too and this is much would you rather do this same would you rather do this scenario with FlyQuest or would you rather do this scenario with TSM I mean that's that's an easy that's an well, easy decision yeah but you're kind of you do it with FlyQuest duh fuck TSM yeah yeah of course yeah. but uh, that's they only got Dr. Pepper over there they don't have the world's Snickers. greatest candy bar um, yeah all right. how do you want to get your sugar Chris, listen. 
You're not drinking diet, Dr. Pepper. Chris, you are a speaker for our generation. The arguments and speech that you gave us has convinced all of us, except for Mark, (laughs) that we we want TSM Medios. We're on board. So, Mark, hear me out. (laughs) (laughs) He got confident. He got confident. Already has one superstar KDA 80 carrying Sven. Why not get the superstar KDA jungler? Because two heads and two carries are better than one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then we can run Ven and Mithy with a funnel comp, and we can put Bjergsen and Medios down the bot lane. I don't know. It, I don't know. That's all I have to say. Doesn't it sound sounds, like a very convincing uh, argument against it. It sounds really cool to have TSM Medios, and sometimes it's better to be cool than good. No. I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I think... It probably won't happen, but... Shifting in the way of cool than good for a while. All right. Chris, thank you for your call. It's an interesting call. Thank you for the hot take. It's fun. I got two out of of three convinced, and that's all that I need. That that counts as a win. All right. Yeah. Bye. All right. Uh, Reading off some more subs. We got... Shurikon NA, I love you, Travis Big Fan. Freak Peach, resub, ship Nate subbed. Spank, spanky, resub for three months. Hello, hello, Trovis Gafog, take my sub money. The Chin Man subbed. Uh, Knife subbed. Benoina subbed. Brandosaurus Rex resubbed. Sendrin 96, Prometheum 3000, Event Nexus, Ladder Slider. And we got Girlish Menace on the show. How's it going, Girlish Menace? Menace. It's going good. How are you doing, Travis? Very good. Your voice was not what I was expecting. Where are you calling uh, from? Name, uh, I'm calling from uh, Stanton, Virginia. All right. Uh, and my name is an anagram for my real name, so it just kind of ended up that way. All right. Well, that's... Travis is just assuming a lot right now, and I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. I understand. <clears throat> All right. Uh, well, I'll see your... All right. Whatever. Uh, Discord icon. Let's talk. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Um, I think that teams are going to struggle to have any type of long-term fans because they're going to have to compete against their own players for those fans. Uh, They're pretty much stuck promoting those players, which are going to make them more popular. Um, And then they have to figure out how to actually get long-term org fans rather than just player fans. Sorry, what's the first part again? um, Like, teams almost have to compete against players for fans. Uh. Like. A lot of people are sneaky fans rather than uh, Cloud9 fans, or a lot of people are Meteos fans rather than uh, 100 Thieves fans. Yes. I, um, I think... Yeah, we kind of had a, a topic like this before, uh, but Kelby wasn't here, so we'll just let Kelby do his, his feel. Go for it, Kelby. Okay. Yeah, you want me to do the usual? Well, is it, I don't know if this is... I don't know if we can do that on stream. Um, I think it's oh. just Twitch to us. But if you can do just the answer <laughs> to this question, that would be good. Yeah, sure. No, so I think that um, you're absolutely right, especially in the short term and when we're looking at, like, how young esports is in general. I think what good orgs do in order to get some of the fans, like, uh, not off of the players, but also to be fans of the org itself, is you need to show what I look for as a fan is, like, what is the org providing me? that makes my fandom of this player, if I came to be a fan of the org through the player, uh, like, what what value are you showing me that makes my fandom of this player enhanced? So, like, is it content? Is it merchandise? Is it social support? Like, 
what are you doing that's cool as an organization that makes my experience as a fan better? And as you show those things to me, as you do those things for me as a fan through the players, and then you know maybe you show me uh, different players on the org that I think are cool and stuff like that, uh, then I you know get a sense of gratitude towards the organization for making my fan experience of this player better than it would have otherwise been. Which is why I always think like it's really cool when orgs like TSM and uh, like 100T has done a really good job off the bat, um, and Optic you know, historically in the Call of Duty space did a really, really good job of this, um, where you're creating content and you're creating narrative around the talent that you have as a part of your organization and fans appreciate that. Like Optic, back in the day, you would have said like, oh man, you know, like this org at the beginning, like it was just all Nadeshot fans, you know what I mean? Like Optic built Nadeshot. But when, when Nadeshot left Optic, the organization didn't just die because they did a really good job of creating a stickiness around their fans and attaching some of the fan base. Obviously, naturally, when you have a player leave, uh, you know, you're going to have some fan bleed. It's, it's part of a large reason why when I was managing um, CLG, uh, Doublelift was, you know, like somebody that we really, really valued as a part of the organization uh, because we understood that Doublelift was like carrying a huge percentage of the fan base, right? Um, and you're not just out there to put out results, you're out there to have eyeballs and to have popularity. It's how you get sponsor dollars and revenue, which keeps the whole thing going, right? Um, so I think that over time, as orgs do a good job of taking care of uh, talent, uh, providing value to the fan base and creating, creating narrative around their teams and the talent that they have, that will help get more fans to them. But you're right. Uh, I, I don't, I'm kind of a bit slightly miffed though on like why they would be competing with their fan like with their talent for fans i don't think that you have to be like exclusively a fan of, well like, you, you kind of do at player. times right like because whenever yeah. a player leaves a team i think sure. a lot of people like the sneaky thing is a great example like are you frustrated with cloud nine because of this because of the, the sneaky thing a lot of people just like have this epiphany this moment where they're like wait I don't know. Am I like the double lift leaving CLG? Am I still a CLG fan? Because now I'm, uh, I, I've supported double lift and he's on right. like the, he hates CLG now. So where am I? Right. Well, I, I mean, I think that probably, yeah, there's a decent number of fans, uh, that, you know, like went with double lift. There's probably a decent number of fans that continue to be a fan of both. You know what I mean? The idea is that you have a net positive when you pick up a, play a player comes in, they bring a certain amount of their fan base with them you hope to attract and retain a certain percentage of them, right? And so that you're building over time. Certainly more that you're losing from when a player departs. I Yeah. I think there's a couple... I, I understand the phrasing of the question, though, that, that girlish menace asked. Yeah, I understand it, too. Yeah, I don't think it's like you're constantly competing, but just like you will go through the breakup moment, basically, yeah. with every player, unless they straight retire, or you leave on amicable terms. Right. Like, yeah, you, I, a fan will often pick one or the other. It, it's the same thing as in traditional sports. You know what I mean? Like it's the Cavaliers. It sucks for them. That but LeBron they have James the advantage left. of the regionalization. Yes, they have well, the advantage of the regionalization, but also they've just been around for generations. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about next. If you think they should switch to a city model like the Overwatch League has. Uh, we've talked about this on another episode, and I think oh, okay. the, the general takeaway was. Uh, 
actually putting people in cities is really difficult and can be very problematic. But if you do it, Overwatch League has done thus far, which seems to be pretty effective in just pairing cities with teams somewhat arbitrarily. Like, why not? Because it seems to only be beneficial as long yeah. as the teams are doing things for that city. Um, so in that regard, like, I think we're open to that. And I think that would help center fans better with teams. Uh, but I will say, unlike traditional sports, I think just the whole scene being so much more intimate, like it's not a ton of players for millions and millions of dollars who are like farther away. I think uh, with streaming and all that other stuff, it does make it yeah. all feel a little closer. So that I, I would say, I mean, I don't think there's anything to replace LeBron leaving Cat like Cleveland as like a breakup kind of thing. Uh, but I think there are a lot, a lot more of like the the medium sized ones where like almost every big pro player if they ever have to get replaced will be pretty difficult for as fans. as i'm thinking about this i and i haven't really thought about it like this for a while but i don't you know i don't i don't think that the teams do a good enough job figuring out how to brand themselves and for a while i was like well it's really hard to do that like a lot of teams try to say like this is what we stand for but ultimately right. like your team brand is going to be much more cultivated and influenced by the players that you sign and mm -hmm. there's not, like, the breadth of player opportunities out there for you to say, like, oh, we only want the Mimi guys, or we only want, like, the wholesome guys, or whatever. Like, ultimately, like, if you your goal is to win uh, and to attract sponsors, you're probably just going to sign a bunch of popular players and people that will allow you to win. But as, as we were talking about this, I thought of one thing that I, I hadn't paid too much attention to, but I looked it up. Um uh, Bringing up Immortals and, and Noah again, uh, Immortals, their Overwatch team, Valiant, they recently announced like a initiative called Be Valiant, where they uh, it's kind of like a uh, inclusivity initiative. They did like a girls in gaming summit. Uh, they did uh, several other. I think they're doing other things. The whole idea is they want to be one of the more inclusive teams. Maybe you are somebody who doesn't agree with that because you think that terms are more about historical context and all that. But uh, <laughs> I think what's cool there is that. They're like they're putting a stake in the ground for the types of fans they want to go for yeah. and like the way they want to contribute to the community. I think one interesting idea would be like, what if you decide that your org is all about putting on cool things for your fans? So maybe it's not about the exclusivity thing. Maybe you decide you're like, we're gonna partner with Tyler One and we're gonna throw like the TSM T one invitational for next year and we're gonna help produce it or whatever. Um, or you're gonna do like a tour of events around every city will have like a clg of like viewing party throughout all of summer split and we throw this all together there's a lot of things that i think teams aren't really doing right now which is disappointing um yeah. and i think could be like easy answers right no you're talking about brand identity and i think that we've seen a couple of like good examples over time of teams like doing that but not necessarily like sticking with it i can i can or not necessarily that they didn't stick with it but like they didn't drive it home enough yeah they get distracted like, or something right like remember when like g2 did that one like uh we're the like, fucking villains yeah i like that is that is you know like establishing brand identity right there and i thought it was really cool and i liked it and um you know like uh 100t came out and you know like more of a streetwear focus and and stuff like that and it's like it's not quite there yet but i can see like where you're trying to go you just haven't leaned into it hard enough yet but no i i think you're 
exactly right, Travis. You need to put a stake in the ground and then do continue to drive that home and produce like you know uh, pieces around that that echo with that same sentiment to to identify to drive home brand identity. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're uh, right. Otherwise, it just develops out of the talent that you have because they're the pieces that are like providing exposure to your organization. Kelby, Wasn't I liked that... the CLG boot camp that you did back in the day. At the time, I remember thinking it was a dumb idea, but I think that that was a pretty good example because you were able to make content out of it, and I thought that was unique. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, in, in you know, I actually never mind. Girlish menace. Uh, wasn't that FlyQuest's whole brand identity was going to be we're going to get the community involved? I just don't see a lot of FlyQuest fans forming from that. I don't. I don't know if that's working. FlyQuest brand identity <sighs> is Snickers. If you go to their social media well, and you scroll through their posts, you can see that they are very clearly trying to establish a brand identity, and it is just focused around pushing as much Snickers in your face as possible. Uh, I but, think they, they try to do some things. It's just that it doesn't stick at all. Even if they had a good idea at this point, I don't think it would stick. Yeah, I, I mean, think... if you if you eat enough Snickers, it'll stick to you for sure. <laughs> It's, it's not going to just fall off. I think being very fan-focused is a good idea, but you need to work on building the fan base before, like, fa becoming fan-focused is a, or being fan-focused is a great way to continually engage and, like, really make sure that your audience is hardcore, your fans are hardcore. But if the... So that's not going to get you more fans, right? right? Like, you need to do something that makes you stand out, especially in a world where, you know, you're not able to deliver, like, top-tier results. Being fan focused is also not a brand identity. It's yeah, like every every esports org uh, aspires to be. Well, fan they were trying focused. to do stuff. Like I think the Bucks, which is sort of the not parent, but you know, that are associated with FlyQuest, they do things like, so like one of the things FlyQuest did was like you help us design our jerseys or our merch or whatever, um, and I I think a lot of those things are good idea, but if uh, that's not. Nobody who is a undecided fan because their player retired last split is going to become a fan of yours because they see that you can help design the jersey. I think that's a good way to like Spec make work. existing fans really love you more. It's also a good way to make every artist out there mad. Right now, there's a huge movement against spec work, so I think uh, it's probably not a good strategy. Yeah. Maybe a voting contest on things your actual graphics designers. Or maybe you can submit your own ideas, but not being actual work. Yeah. We got so many celebs in the chat right now. Hey, Girlish Menace, thank you for your call. Uh, thank you very much, guys. All right. Have a good one. Thanks, Dean. You too. All right. uh, moving on. Yeah, in in the chat right now, I see Rachel, Brian, Kibler, Damian Estrada, Kobe's watching. Uh, just Riot Toast. Bunch of people. Hello, everyone. Sherman. Um, uh, blah blah blah. Where were we? Uh, ladder slider subbed, Corrigan subbed, Carly Toes subbed, Peach Weege subbed. The Hippie Steve is here. The Hippie Steve, thank you for being a sub. What is your where are you calling from? Uh, Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio. Lots of Ohio callers. Uh, always make it in here. What do you want to talk about tonight? Uh, my take was that I've been pro Golden Guardians, then pro Cloud9, and pro 100 Thieves in each of these sort of roster situations. Uh, and then that I basically would side with the org probably about 99.9% .9 of the time. 
just because of the franchising system. And there's no reason for uh, an organization to risk like anything that would hurt their brand, like sort of like vindictively going after a player. Like they didn't, just for the example, they didn't trade Medios because Medios did something specifically they didn't like. So they're like, well, well let's get him out of here. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little confused. Their opinion for oh, the go betterment ahead. of their team. Sorry, what's that last part? They they got rid of Medios basically for the betterment of their team. It had nothing to do with Medios necessarily himself. They did it thinking of themselves, thinking it was the best move for them. And yeah. like, so with you're franchising saying... the player first movement thing is should probably start taking a backseat, and it should be orgs for orgs, players for players. Like, look out for yourself, sort of thing. So, so you're saying trust the teams that they're making the right decision. Yeah, because if they if they are doing something vindictive or even like shady sort of behind the scenes, like it is not in their best interest to operate that way. Because if that gets out and with increased journalism and everything like yourself or like Jacob Wolf or many of the other guys that are like coming up in different sites and everything like that, that kind of thing is going to get out eventually. Someone from the inside will will talk. Well, I disagree with that because there's a lot of stuff that, that doesn't get out. Um, I do less of that that stuff than others, oh, and yeah, and I don't think and I don't think trading a player would be shady, right? People no, don't I'm think High left like Golden Guardians or Medios left Hundred Thieves because there was something weird going on. They they think it's because the org is incompetent, right? People think Golden Guardians doesn't know what they're doing. Hundred Thieves like made this huge mistake, and what was the other one? Cloud Nine. Oh, Jack is like. Just on a power trip is one thing I power saw trip. on the subreddit. So well, so I think to to the hippie C's point, he's saying like they're they're not on a power trip, or they're not incompetent. You just don't have all the information. So he's saying he will ninety nine percent of the time default to trust with the orgs, whether or not you agree that's the right idea. Right. They don't want to lose. Like they, if they want to build for now and like try for twenty eighteen, go ahead and try for twenty eighteen. But if they're doing this move and thinking ahead of twenty nineteen. Go ahead and try for 2019. I don't think it should matter what your plan is as long as you have that plan and are sticking to it. But the but this you're kind of in a circular reasoning situation here, right? Where you're like, fans shouldn't be annoyed with teams for making unpopular decisions that the fans don't like because they're <laughs> in a good situation, right? It's like fans shouldn't be unhappy for doing things things that make the when orgs do things that make them unhappy um, i'm not necessarily saying that other people should think that way i'm just saying more like that's the way that i okay am gotcha. taking stance. like i like not the best way to say it but like it's not that i don't care about players but it's like i think players within the franchise system have the means to take care of themselves so like there there is no boogeyman anymore there's no tainted minds situation happening in na in a franchise because riot would like have their heads sort of thing well they didn't have the tainted minds heads but i <laughs> i know Not, i know what you mean i right? was in down under they, they got to they got to pick these 10 teams they didn't get to pick those eight or ten or however many in ocean yeah sure. and one of the ten they actually never mind don't talk about team liquid yeah, that way I, Calvin. That was, <laughs> Woo, buddy! Um, Mortals died for this. Uh, look, yeah, I, 
I see what you're saying. I think that's look. You're probably thinking the same thing that a lot of I think a lot of the industry people think that this way too, right? Absolutely. Which is like, like I I find the roster stuff and these moves more interesting, more so than like how it affects right now necessarily. Like I like thinking about that long term idea, or I like thinking about they're clearly doing this for 2018. Yeah, you mean 2019? Well, either way, like I like that they have a plan, and like if that's the reason they want to give. If it actually, if they can convince me that that's the plan they want to take and that makes sense, then, then I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the Are... times fan outrage is, is usually like pretty understandable for me. Like I understand like if you like hundred thieves, there's almost no reason to be happy about this move from like a just baseline level. Like what are you excited about? You didn't bring in anyone and it's to free up a guy. Yeah. It's, it's and, like, like, I understand. Uh behind the scenes issues too process but. from like years ago yeah so like i I'm, I'm totally fine with fans being mad i just i just don't like when fans start blaming random things like i i memed about like how this was bad for 100 thieves i was like what do they think this is the nba off season like i said i didn't yeah, think it was good no, like there's no tanking kind of thing or acquiring yeah, I, one year garbage contracts because there's such and such player available at the end of the season yeah, I think it's I think it's a bad move. I don't like it. I think if fans want to be like this is fucking. Oh, I don't. Dumb. Yeah, I don't think it helps yeah. 2018 at all. It's clearly like a, we're we're sort of looking at 2019 with the whole what can we do with Levi situation. What do we yeah. have now or whatever? I would compete. I mean, a lot. I think a lot of this is a byproduct of in, in this situation in particular, and with some of the other historical contexts we brought up of teams not doing a good job controlling the messaging here and like medios went out and made this tweet but i'm inclined to believe this would have never happened like under an organization that i was running you know what i mean like we didn't have this thing yeah you happen were very when... that's a bold statement like, kelby working it just didn't happen we had we had players that were upset obviously that they get dropped but you you have a conversation with the talent medios has been around the league long enough and i you know, like this. this I is agree. Definitely... A player from CLG would never air their dirty laundry if they left. Not when I was managing the team. Didn't happen but... while I was managing a team. The things you... you're referencing happened after. Are you sure, Kelby? This is yes. Were you about to talk about Link? Yeah. Yeah, this is after. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna make a joke about how Kelby was the catalyst for had the foresight to get out before the the hammer and guillotine dropped. No, on no, no. Head. It's just and like. But I just all right. So I make I am making a bit of an assumption here. But Medios has been around the league for a while. I feel like he's a fairly reasonable guy. If you sit down and you have an explained conversation with him about how this is going to be messaged out to the public, you mm -hmm. can get him to fall in line. If he doesn't fall in line, there are really serious repercussions to that. He's still under contract with your organization. You you have to have things built in there. But you know maybe maybe they did have a conversation and it go, didn't go that way. In my experience, from what I've seen here, I think it's usually the failing of the org to properly control the messaging around these situations. Yeah, I, I definitely kind of agree with that because they had plenty of time. Like, if they knew they were going to trade him on Friday, you draft your statement and you have it ready to go so that if shit does hit the fan, you can move yeah. immediately. That, that is an amateur mistake, but Medios, I agree with that. Medios uh, put out his tweet at, like, 10 or something, and then there was an in-ven report about four or five hours later that saying that 100 feet uh, was going to do before it. That. People were talking about that when I was eating. Well, I, or you, maybe your East Coast. Oh, I was right. talking about like the public, like what yeah. we've seen, like Medios' tweet, and then Inven put out a report that Hunter Thieves was making a statement the following. Yeah, yeah I know. I think I think it's just the time zone thing because for me it was 7 p.m. 
Maybe but a little. I, I, yeah. Are you on the East Coast? Yeah. Well, there you go. Just let me ask that question. Very good. Hey, uh, thank you so much, the hippie Steve, for your calling. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you. Trying to get me, Travis. I went back and looked because I thought yeah. it seemed like a classic no. Kelby situation. Classic that Kelby. Went, it didn't. It didn't happen with our place. That org almost it... got relegated by GG's Azure Cats. Yeah, but not because of our tweets. And even if <laughs> even if it would have happened, it would have been my failing for sure. Yeah. Unless, like, you know, if a player, like, literally goes completely off the handle, then it's like, eh. And that could have happened here. I'm not going to read to one way or another, but usually I think it's... Kelby, you made tweets while you were on CLG that got you in trouble. And those were? What? My failing. Okay. okay. My oh, failing. so you're saying if you... you you're it's like, the if, I, if you were running 100 Thieves, yeah, yeah. the players would make bad tweets, but you would. I would say if the players did make bad tweets, it's probably, in a lot of cases, the orcs failing. I well, I agree with that. I just That's you came in, you you walked in very boldly saying, if I was running hundred thieves, I, that meteor's tweet would have never gone out. But you know, I'm saying that I'm saying that shit didn't happen at CLG for a reason. We had a lot of hard conversations and players that were really pissed about getting dropped, and that shit didn't go out like that. Yeah. Uh. Just a heads up for people in the waiting room. Can you please undeafen yourselves? I can't pull you until you undeafen yourselves. And 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 that's also more to speak to. Like it's not just releasing that the player has been released. I think in the specific context of what our previous caller was just talking about, if you're building towards a vision or a future, like with the franchising model, where you're making specific plans. You need to lay that out when you're making those roster decisions and be like, you know, if you're Golden Guardians, this is the roster we've put forward for these reasons. Or if you're 100 Thieves, this is what we've done for these reasons and we're building towards this. And yeah, when a player goes out before you and just flies off the handle on social, controlling that messaging becomes really difficult. Yeah. Mark, are you... Oh, we got some... Oh, Rot is here already. Hello, yeah. Rot. Uh, before Rot gets in there, there's a clip of Sven leaking, quote unquote, Medios. Oh, I'm really? trolling. Yeah. They're trolling. Yeah. It's probably uh, people have been doing sketchy stuff on uh, getting trying to get people to, to show clips on stream. Uh, Rot, where are you calling from? Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Is, I think you might be our third Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania caller. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, so there's a lot of comparisons about how the media's trade is just like, a, you know, it would happen in traditional sports, so it's fine. So don't worry about it, guys. But traditional sports have well-established player associations and um, experienced player agents to manage their clients. Um, but in the LCS, we have, you know, the relatively new players association and uh Esports agents are mostly branding and media guys. How do you see, maybe as a result of this media's thing or otherwise, how do you see the future of the players' association and player agents evolving? I mean, I don't think that they will evolve because of this. I hope that yeah. players take stuff very seriously. Like, I it would be really nice to see a lot of players say, like, "Oh, wow." It uh, feels like Medios got screwed here, whether or not he did or not. Um, you know, Hopefully, I think it would be good if players look at this and say, I don't want that to happen to me. And so they start attending the Players Association meetings 
in higher quantities. Uh, they somebody just gifted a sub to Medios. Uh, Corey Lulu did. Uh, they started attending a players' association in higher qualities. Look, I look. I did an interview with Peter um, about the players' association. He got voted in as VP, and he kind of joked about what he was going to be doing there. And like he, that is an example of of numerous conversations I've had with players before, where they don't seem to really put much stock in the players' association, or they don't want to go because it's their day off for the meeting. Or they feel like they're going to retire before it can be effective for them. And I hate that. Like, it, it really sucks, you know. Um, I, I, it is unfortunate, but I do think that there are going to be some, like, tough learnings for the players before they start trying to put stock in this stuff. And from talking to the Players Association, it does sound like there are existing situations where they've been able to help players. Um, it is a bit of a resource for them. But in a situation like this where a contract is already done, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, and by the way, I've heard a lot of rumors about the existing. I think you, you referenced this, right? That agents in a lot of situations are more about branding or marketing. And I've heard that as well. I've heard uh, really negative things in the same way that I've heard negative things about some of the stuff that goes into contracts for teams. I've heard negative things about uh, the people that are out there, not all of them, but some of the people that are out there helping the players. So Look, I think we just need a more robust system, and to do that, we're gonna to need to have players be take this stuff more seriously and and more vetting around the agents that are out there. Uh, so on the specifics of this, though, I don't see how a player agency will help. Like these things happen in pro sports, and for the most part, the NALCS is structured after traditional North Americans. Yeah, but there's no reason why a agent or a lawyer can't uh, negotiate to have. Uh, that's in the rules language they already can they already can if you care about that right now it's in the rules you can get a no trade clause in your contract pretty you easily can. you can been, yeah you can it's been yes. the rule since 2017 and like I don't like there's not like there needs to be some rule change for that to happen no 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 one is saying that the rule change is that you said player agency or agents and agents if they're representing the player for instance, if no, 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 he said players associate. I said players associate. No, no, I said, you, I said, what... you said. Oh, agent. but maybe I misspoke. So yeah, the I association. Think... Yes, you are right. Well, one thing that the association can do is, whenever players are in negotiations, they can advise the players, and they can say, "Hey, one thing you can add, like if a player doesn't want an agent, they can go to the association with a contract in hand and say, "Hey, what's up?" Another thing the agent the association can do, by the way, is that the very next meeting they can say, "Hey, listen, there was a lot of blow up about this." Just so you guys know, this is something you can look out for. This is something you can ask your agent. In a lot of ways, the Players Association can help just by educating the players on the fact that stuff like this can happen. Maybe, look at how many people, how many of the players were surprised or memed what happened to Medios last night. Yeah, and I'm not saying that, like, here's the thing about pro players. That's going to fucking happen all the time. They don't even read patch notes. I was watching Bjergsen look up how to play Kaisa yes. last week. Okay? Like, they're not going to read this stuff. It's on the agents. Sure. To, to do this. Well, so, like, I don't but I don't think I don't think a players association does anything like they can inform them, but the agent should be like, hey, by the way, work on your contract. Do you want to try and like argue about a no no trade clause? Or maybe the best thing a player agents uh, player association can do is all of them can get together and be like, we're super against being traded without our knowledge. Let's all make a stand about no trade clauses. But I just yeah. don't think players are going to. Do I don't think I don't think they will do that either. But there are in the same way, like in your point, Riot pits out the patch notes. Now the Players Association, they can put out the patch notes, essentially, right? It's on the players if they want to ignore it, but there are things that the... like in That's the, in how the... it's been 
forever, though. No, 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 but in the past, in the past, I don't think that there were that many resources for the players to learn about this stuff unless they went and found uh, a lawyer who, by the way, probably didn't have much understanding of of this stuff or would charge them too much for the relative salary they're getting. I do think that the association can help create like a knowledge base and be a knowledge base that didn't exist for them previously. Sure. Now, if the players ignore that uh, and meme about it, then yeah, that's on them. Uh, but at least they can try. Uh, yeah, I agree with Travis 100% on everything. Yeah. So <laughs> Kelby spaced out, dude. It's 9:57. Get him out of here. Right. But no, I just, I just, we've had this conversation a bunch of times. Travis and I have the exact same opinion on this. Players aren't gonna give a hoot until they get screwed enough times that you know I mean, you we've, have a player we've talked who ends to, up in... I don't think it's it's uh, obscene to say that Kelby and I've had these conversations with Peter before. I've had these conversations <laughs> with other players. Like we we talk about yeah. this stuff all the time. Yeah. Uh, Rot, sorry, I know we just kind of went on a rant there, but I don't know if you have anything extra you would add or, or any other thoughts. I, I'll add something. I also don't think quality of agents are going to get better until compens- like the compensation for agents increases. Not that they deserve a bigger cut, but just like there's not enough money in being a player agent right now to attract like serious uh, competent professional talent to that space, in my opinion, and until like there's more money in it for them, they will go and do other things because high-competency individuals can earn more money doing other stuff. And over time, as you know, players get compensated more and there's more on the line, then, yeah, people will do that. Otherwise, you need to represent so many players in order to make an equivalent living that you're not – you're spread too thin. And in my mind, you know, like a, a good agent maybe has like a, a stable of 10 to 15 clients that you're, you know – really focused on or even fewer rot any other thoughts or questions on this no that's great thanks for having me and shout out to omen hey hey always nice to hear that thanks last one uh still catching up on some some subs by the way hot matcha subbed uh avura subbed Big Angry Hobo subbed, Quaz Quaz 420 resubbed for three months and said, been watching for a while, but my take is I think perks will destroy an A and they are on a whole different level than an A. All right, well, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Rico Suave, 686193 resubbed for six months. Uh, wait, I've been a sub for this long. Time to change that. Shout out to the current Chainsmoker songs. All right. iHeart Gaming subbed. And Ronan AHK is here. Ronan AHK, where are you calling from? Uh, San Diego, California, and I am the iHeartGaming sub. Oh, nice. Do you work yes. for iHeartGaming? Uh, yes, I'm actually a co-owner of okay. iHeartGaming. And Travis, I ran into you last week at uh, NALCS, dude, when you were doing a, looks like an interview or something you were trying to do outside. I was like, oh, I love Hotline Bling, and you're like, Hotline League. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, well, you're now on Hotline Bling. So where uh, do you want to say what iHeartGaming is? Uh, yeah, we're actually an eSports no <laughs> oh god okay. i didn't know if i was losing some money that travis was not cutting me in on <laughs> no we uh we throw uh premier esports uh tournaments and gaming events down here in san diego and we're actually in the process of opening up a esports arena here in oh, san nice. diego in the next year that's cool yeah. i have a uh, family from san diego I used to like, grow up in carlsbad so that's cool to hear uh what um, do you want to talk about on the show tonight um, you guys have covered a lot. Uh, I think I'll just try to chime in on one thing of you guys talking about this trade situation and like how this all goes. Mike, I guess I don't really have a question as much as I just want to weigh in on this. I kind of see like 
League of Legends is going through, obviously the whole esports thing is blowing up. It's getting huge. They want to bring uh, professional franchises in, other sports organizations to help supplement uh, money to back these organizations and everything. And it's kind of growing at such a rapid rate that I feel like, first off, these trades are pointless. Like, why would you trade a player like Medios and week three of a new split after you just had the best showing of a new organization I've ever seen in anything like that? For them, why would you trade him knowing that the meta is about to change? Medios is time-tested as a jungler. I understand his personal attitude. And again, I think his personal attitude added to the edginess of 100 Thieves as well as 100 Thieves branding. It's actually another reason why I fell in love with the team in the beginning of last split. But I don't really, I don't see what these organizations are benefiting from by trading key players like that. That would have been like the Cavaliers trading LeBron James in the beginning of the season before you even saw what was about to happen at the end of this year. Like, why would you, I mean, I'm not trying to make the comparison saying that LeBron James and Medios are like the same like skill level as far as professional athlete. But I mean, what could possibly be the benefit from getting rid of a player as skilled as him knowing when meta changes as well as knowing that he can play such a he has so much good information on shot calling and everything when other players fall off so sorry you're you're uh we started kind of broad and then went very narrow what is the broad topic the broad topic is how how is lcs going to benefit from allowing teams to do trades like this during the, the middle of oh the you want to block trades yeah okay as well as yeah as well as even kind of touch on a little bit later on as it's saying like you know the the um academy teams like how how is that trade for FlyQuest? what was his name ada and 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 okay i haven't i have to do a little bit more research on him but how is that like a plausible trade even if medios is a you know he's an outspoken player who's not gelling well with the so team. you so you sorry you think they shouldn't be allowed to trade or that it's a bad trade i think i think it's both i think it's well but but what like i need to know which one you're against it sounds like you're against because otherwise your argument is they shouldn't be allowed to trade because they are going to make bad trades so they should never trade which sounds kind of weird i'm saying what i'm saying is that as the player as the whole the organization was dumb for letting him go or wanting to trade him. Okay. As far as allowing a trade, even like uh, who who initiated this is what I want to know. Is that's what I'm more confused. Well, about it sounds like Medios kind of initiated it when he said he wanted to join a different team. But how did the talks come up with FlyQuest and their academy jungler? Like, how did that already? So in their I statement. Ass- 100T said that they looked around and felt like Ando was their best option. So that's out of the entire, like out of everything in the LCS, like an academy player was their best option. Well, they can't. They're not going to get a good jungler from a team that's doing well. Yeah. Uh, And like uh, Kelby was saying earlier, like if you're trying to ship Meteos, people are going to assume there's baggage there and things aren't going well. So like, especially considering all the context you just provided. And and like uh like Kelby was also saying, a hundred thieves probably doesn't want to send him to like TSM because let's say hypothetically TSM is interested. Like you're getting Grig back, which isn't an upgrade, and they're getting an upgrade, and you just made a better team stronger. So like they have incentive not to make a quote unquote like what might on paper seem like a better trade. So then to kind of touch on what you guys were talking about just right before I got on, 
I don't think it's necessarily up to the players association then to kind of step in and do this. I think it's again up to the players individually and even myself like having experience, you know, managing talent, you know, um, talent is talent, whether no matter what industry you're in, you know, it could be a player, um, a sports and athlete, you know, an actor, whatever, but I think it's up to the players individually then and as well as Riot Games. Why would you allow something like that that's that could potentially do you think riot games. should have should have final approval over player trades absolutely just like they like the uh nfl does you know or the nba they they don't know allow... they, they, they only don't allow trades that are like collusion level trading and things like that they they allow bad trades all the time they're like there's plenty of bad trades and, and i don't know how you can say that this is an objectively bad trade that has no chance of paying off I just don't see how it's going to help their organization, though, as a whole. Like, after again, 100 Thieves coming off of their first All right, sport. here's here's how it can work out. I'm Levi's, all a, Levi's a fucking beast. Mm -hmm. uh, you put Ryu down, Lin Sandy does up, he does okay, and then you're a better team. Or you were on a collision course with your team exploding because Meteos and them weren't working at all, and mm -hmm. you avoided said collision course. There's there's two. I, but, I, I'll go ahead. I was just going to say, so, like, given all of this context that you provided... I'm sure that 100T is obviously very aware, especially because they're in the scenario as well. And not only that, but we have to consider as well that like winning generally cures all woes within teams. And this team, for the most part, had just been winning nonstop. So either things, I think it's probably likely one of two options or one of two like outcomes here. Either things behind the scenes were so bad and or going on this collision course that Marx w was talking about that the organization felt compelled to make this change now despite all of these publicly visible metrics that are positive and saying something else right or they're so incompetent that they could make this thing they could make this change and all of these things were like you know like just fine as they seem to be to all of us it's also it's also a weird thing like if Riot Riot will have no idea what the under, what is going on behind the scenes at Hundred Thieves, so for them to say, well, sorry Nate Shot, we've been watching and it seems like things are going well with Hundred Thieves, so <laughs> request denied. Right, no honor for you. That, the only time I remember that ever happening was like the Chris Paul situation. Yeah, that's what I was but, gonna say. Yeah, but that was a team that didn't even have fucking ownership. That okay. like the league had just taken over, right? Like like their ownership was trying to sell, and they like just dipped or something. Okay. And then they tried to get rid of Chris Paul or something on the way out, and the league was about to be like that was a that was a fucking messy situation, if I remember correctly. True, true, true it was. But like, what if this happens though with this same scenario? Like, let's say, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Someday and Ryu are the two imports, right? For Hunter T. Yeah. Okay. So I don't see how them bringing up like so they're gonna have to drop one of them right yeah right okay. that's what they said they're gonna do at rift rivals is play brandini and they're gonna play levi all i'm saying is that i see that this may be a little bit more detrimental than they're anticipating because with the way league or riot just had everybody buy into the um into the nalcs and the way 100t just skyrocketed to the top because they were nobody they were just you know picked like random team you know random players and stuff put on a team they had a great first split. They second split comes out a little bit bumpy. They had this inner turmoil. They get rid of what seems to be a pretty good lineup as far as imports and domestic. 
And now they're in this pickle where, all right, what if Levi doesn't work out? What if he doesn't gel? What if we got to take another two splits just to get momentum and gelling so then we can actually go on an uprise and then but in that same time we lose our fan base 100 thieves isn't generating the content the viewership and all the other stuff that we came in on initially you know that all that heat is just basically burned out so what does what happens to 100 thieves as well as other uh NALCS organizations when they are just falling off like i mean there are a lot of other teams that are doing a far fucking worse job at running a team (laughs) and uh growing a fan base than uh 100t so i i think if they were worried about the stuff there'd be several other organizations they need to be having these talks with than than 100t but can you really quickly just as an exercise for me at the end can you explain to me what how that conversation goes with riot like i just want to like I want to visualize the like hundred T saying like we want to trade uh, Medios and then like what that process would look like like do they submit it to Riot well, how does that conversation work can you break it down I mean in my eyes and again too like the way I see it as as far as the NALCS it is its own brand its own organization or obviously it is in everybody's eyes <laughs> but it also has its brand integrity integrity to maintain. So allowing teams to do trades in the middle of the season, which could affect their brand and then in turn affect the league and then watch viewership drop off. I think that regardless of how you want to do a trade, once you start getting into this like franchising, all this money's getting infused in, it's up to the league to keep the teams accountable so that they're not in turn ruining you know the league from the inside out if you will by doing these trades upsetting fans so, so should they just block all trades during the season i don't think they should block all trades but i think that it should be uh not during the split okay so not during the split no trading yeah so so what if what if medios goes to FlyQuest and then ends up on tsm and the hype is fucking unreal and tsm's next game gets one hundred and fifty thousand viewers should we block that trade I don't I mean, like that the hype is unreal as 150,000 viewers, but go, go ahead. Mark. Yeah. I mean, I'm, just, I'm being realistic when I say that. Okay. Damn. I mean, I just honestly, like, again, it's you got to look at as a whole. You know, once you start doing every, you know, oh, what if this happens and this is positive? Okay, well, then you have to start letting every situation go from that. I'd say pick a standard and stick to it then. But allowing these. Yeah, but what, what is the objective standard of a speculative trade? True. Got me. Hey, thank you so much for coming on to the show, Ronan. We are running a little late, so unfortunately we have to cut the conversation short. But thank you. Yeah, thank you guys so much, man. Take care. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Steve. All right. Uh, winding down the show. <laughs> Mark, Mark, you okay over there, Mark? Huh? What are we talking about? Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just deleting that from my memory banks. Look, a couple quick things. Uh, iHeartGaming, he subbed. I always have respect for callers who sub. Uh, Purple Ray Q subbed. Uh, Robot Russ uh, sent 100 bits. Consulate 64 resubbed. Uh, Nemaid Mar 2586. It's Volks resubbed. 10 months. Holy moly, we're getting there. Project Cream Pie resubbed for three months. Overwatch League is Project kill. What? F to pay respects. Uh, what? Boba Cola gifted a sub to Damien Estrada. Korean 2NA. Sub, the helicopters are coming for me. Dirty White Spoon. <laughs> Cory Lulu gifted sub to Medios. Laguna sent ten dollars and said, "Next topic. What about this grinder for straight dudes? I've heard about the bus man <laughs> sub. Rush come home. Bible thump resub for seven months. And screw Medios. Just restock merch. Sotl. I love that. 
where that popped up. I guy by subbed naked homeless man reset for seven months. Uh, Mule res- uh, Mule subbed, and at the very end of the show, Liquid One One Two sent five thousand bits and said, "LL, great show, guys." Signing off. Thank you, Liquid One Two. Five K bits. Lazink. Dude, that subbed. that Liquid guy is rich, man. Jesus, holy moly! I don't know who he is, but see, he seems to have a lot of cash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Paid by Steve here on Hotline League tonight. Mark. Wow. You got any shout-outs, plugs, anything you want to say out there? No. Um, something will happen, hopefully on Friday, that will rock everyone's world. Are you being serious, or is this like some self-promotion thing that's coming? I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward Thanks. to Rift Rivals. I'm, uh, I'll be there. So wait, it's going to happen during Rift Rivals? Yeah, something not related to Rift Rivals. But why are you scheduling it during Rift Rivals? Aren't you undermining the Rift Rivals viewership? He's scheduling it during the middle of the broadcast. Why is Mark trying to kill Rift Rivals? You don't care about this event? I don't think the world is stopping for Rift Rivals. You just said... You you just said that will... What is it? Stop the world? Shake the world? What was the... You said... said, I think it said blow your mind? No, it didn't say blow your mind. I think, Let's move on. What I think I'm you forward. said blow your mind, or no. Oh, you're actually right. I, I think Mark I, said, point, and again, I, no I paraphrase here, but I think the tone was Clip something it. will happen on Friday that will make everyone stop giving a shit about Rift Rivals mm, and yeah, care about my next big project. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, that's, that's not what I said. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to Rift Rivals because this is going to be my first international event for Riot. Not an international event. You're at the NALC. International studio. event. I will see some European fucks, and I'll tell North America's better. We and didn't even probably... talk about Rift Rivals on the show. Why no. didn't you call? Dude, call everybody Rift just Rivals wanted to talk about Medios and 100T. We didn't talk about anything. I, I, there was no like, there's, I got the one Rift Rivals Echo Fox guys. And then I think anyway, I said I, I wanted to talk about Rift Rivals, and you were like, well, I think somebody else will call in about Rift Rivals. I thought I had another one. That's true. Look, there's an AFK person who was in the waiting room, and I couldn't get them on. Now nice. you're blaming the caller. The oh, waiting dear. room is the empty callers, right now, Mark. The callers are the life of the show, Mark. I'm the life. <laughs> uh, I'm just excited to, to lose the EU, because we're going to get shit on, I think. That's What happened last year? I can't remember. Who won? Uh, there was a Reddit thread that went up that said this is all bad for you because they're just scrimming some dumbass North American orgs and while other regions are getting real practice out of it. Um, and then we, we crapped on them. Yep. So I'm just act- – I haven't seen that Reddit thread yet, so I'm acting as that Reddit thread. This is a disaster for EU. They have to send their players over here. It's a waste of their time. They're going to have to deal with jet lag and fatty American food just to shit on us and go home. It's a, it's a win-win for NA, honestly. If we win, we win. And if we lose, like I said earlier, it's prime scouting grounds. Yeah. Put in some FaceTime with your future talent, you know, like, oh, man, Caps. You know, Bjergsen, you know, maybe he's not going to be around the future, or maybe maybe you want to roll swap. They're we could use another spot. EU guy. I want to leave. Did you guys see Echo Fox has a Rift Rivals jersey? It's really cool. Is it as cool as the Team Liquid one? No, I thought was, the Team Liquid one was pretty cool. Damien tried to shout it out, so I was trying to plug the Echo Fox one instead. Thanks for ruining it, Kelby. Kelby, do you have anything you want to say here at the end of the show as Mark is trying to get off to see his girlfriend? I'm eating dinner. <laughs> um, and seeing my girlfriend. <laughs> do I want to say anything at the end of the show? 
Uh, I- I'll talk about it on the after show. But thanks, thanks for having me on again. It was fun. I wish we got to talk about more than one topic, but maybe in the future. Yeah. Well, you know, Mark, he he picks these people, and I can't. He Dude, just... scroll through there and tell me who I should have grabbed. You know, Mark, I don't want to do your job for you. All right. Uh... All right. Thanks. Yeah, we're giving you autonomy in your role. We're we're putting you in a position of responsibility, yeah. but we're also. By the giving way, love how Kelly says we shows up after being gone for two months, so that it's like. Yeah, we now he's in another work. room. There's, there's my autonomy. I autonomously kick Kelby out. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he he can't come back, by the way, just so you know. He yeah, has... I know. That's my autonomy. He doesn't have it. <laughs> ah, you bitch. All right. <laughs> All right. Am I not allowed to criticize anymore? Is this what happens? Well, yeah. No, yeah. only when I'm I'm in a feisty mood. I feel like Medios right now, you know? I, I, I ask, I you know, I, I give some feedback, and you just I boop. Wanna... I want to go. Travis, end the show. You know what? I think we've got time for two more callers. We could make, we could do some Rift Rival stuff on this show. And uh, first on, we brought Medios. Medios, welcome to Paul. Reopening Why the lines. Why don't you let us know what really happened? Oh, and at the same time, we're doing a duo call with Nade Shot. Nade Shot. All right. <clears throat> oh, he's gone. So, oh, he did leave I the Discord. I'm still on Skype. All right. Uh, everyone, this has been episode 34. I'm going to stick around on uh, stream for a little bit. I think Kelby might be around for a little bit more. He wants to talk about uh, anime or something. Turning into Ovly. Uh Have a happy 4th of July. Uh, if you're watching this, um, if it's after, have a happy Rift Rivals. Escape the heat wave. And uh, follow me on Twitch. <laughs>